Guanajuato, Guanajuato son sus consentidos. Y a ellos les dedica la luz a este que es el rey de la simpatía. Ever since I re-downloaded Skype today, yeah, I've been thinking, who the fuck is Rob no, Barnett? No, I saw like, that. Why do I have Rob Barnett? Because I only have done four Skype calls. It's like Phil, you 2 some other podcast, and then I'm like, Rob Barnett? Yeah. Well, I, I used to promote uh, uh, wrestling in Australia, and I like would like... Yeah. Uh, like young men, I would try to seduce them. That was kind of my deal. Isn't that Bob Barnett's deal? That was his thing, right? Cool. I, no, I, don't, think, I yeah. don't think it was He's like a I should say. My grandfather's name. He definitely fuck. Yeah, I don't know how much of a fucker he was, though. My grandfather's name. Yeah, is I Bob Barnett. I got the so. sense it was less predatory and more the guys knowing that you'd probably get fucked by Rob Barnett on tour. I think he was just a popular cool old guy who wouldn't totally push it on you well that's what i'm trying to be i'm trying to be the cool old guy who like like, there wasn't a rob barnett scandal it was just everybody knew he uh he fucked dudes a lot right it's a shame that we can't use any of this because we keep saying my last name (laughs) no no we don't say shit we're talking about this is very funny it's very uh, funny famous famous i miss uh in the morning uh radio clown Uh, and uh one time uh, for like six months, a commentator on WWF Raw mm. is War. Well, you know my name. Well, my name pops up in places. There's now. There's the 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 guy. Uh, the Captain America's friend is. His name is literally a fucking letter away from mine. Uh, Bucky Barnes, which is very strange, and I never heard that. Which proves me nobody ever. Real quick, real quick, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I spent a little, like, uh, balcony time before mm-hmm. coming up to the show. Yeah, I was in the garage, yeah. I just want to say, if we're in the middle of doing a bit right now, no. it's really confusing <laughs> to me. No, no, I'm I'm just making sure everything's what, ready to go. I'm not, I, I hit record, like, uh, five seconds from now, so don't even worry about it. I don't know if your real name is Robert Barnett. Yeah, my, my yeah my 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 real name is Robert Lee Barnett, and we've talked about <laughs> on the show multiple times about how I was named after Robert E. Lee. Well, I I guess I'm the fourth, so my great grandfather was named after Robert E. Lee, um, and uh, I'm like real a, from name an, Bucky. My real name isn't Bucky. No, it's not on my birth certificate. No. That would be power moves. I wish it was, man. I wish it was. For some reason, my memory has, I asked you if that was your real name, and you straight up said it was your real name. Oh, it is. I mean, it's my name. 
my name is my name, you know, um, to quote Marla Stanfield. No, I mean, I'll tell the story. Um, my name has been Bucky ever since I was born because, or even since before I was born, because I'm from Southeast Texas. And, um, I, uh, when I was, when my mother was pregnant with me, I kicked really hard. I was in the womb, like eight months pregnant. I kicked so hard that I broke her ribs and, um, being a very simpleton sort of, uh, people from down South in Texas, uh, they, you know, I bucked, you know, like a horse. So hi, my name is Bucky. Welcome to wrestling is gross. Welcome to wrestling is gross. My name is Bucky. We have like a. And I'm I'm Eric. Hey, it's Eric, baby. Hey. It's another fake name, a fake name. Yeah. That, it's my real name that I've just been called since birth. Yeah, that's all right. Yours is, yours is more daring. Mine's just a shorter name. You know, I wish it was less. I, for, you know what? Now I'm okay with it. For years, when I was a kid, what um, was the rough year window of hating the name? Oh. Well, I went by Rob uh, in sixth and seventh grade. I I switched schools and I had the chance oh. to reinvent myself. And I went by That's Rob a- for like half a semester until it was. And I but a, a couple other kids had switched schools at the same time and they knew me. And so Bucky became the name again. And I was and look, it was for the best. The the other kids, yeah. Thanks, Alan Rising and Reeves Madigan for bringing my fucking name back to Marshall Middle School. Yeah, shouts out. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, and a couple other little fuckers. Um, used to wear that hat back at the other place. This is a new thing. This guy wasn't a hat guy. Yeah. In his name. Yeah. Yeah, I I tried, man. You know, it's hard to reinvent yourself. It really, really is. Um, in the in the eighth grade, my friend Ben wore sunglasses to school for the first time, and I'd like never <laughs> seen him in sunglasses. And I w- I was like, I'm into it, man. Good for you. Eighth grade's gonna be different, huh? <laughs> well, can, how how much can you get away with it? Guy, yeah, that's sick. I can't wear them. I got my re- real glasses, but that's cool. Yeah, I, I guess the seven, baller eight, move. Eight, if glasses. if you're a glasses wearer, your baller move is showing up in contacts, right? Did you ever do that? No, a couple other. Pe- that was the first day of school thing, man. My buddy James Palmer showed up. Big. He always Shuts had those up. big ass square fucking thick glasses, like a uh, pharmacist wear. Yeah. Movies set in the fifties. Yeah. And boom. Like tenth grade shows up. First time I'd ever seen the man's eyes. <laughs> he also it and ooh, it coincided with like a twenty five pound weight loss. Oh boy. Wow, he's fucking taking the momentum. Glow up. Just big yeah. glow up. Yeah. I love it. Six yard pass. Yeah. One of my best wrestling buddies ever, James Palmer. We used to watch all Monday night shit throughout like uh, high school. Those and, are, those are uh, the friends you remember it, forever, really, right, truly. man? Just sitting in his mom's, <laughs> sitting like in his mom's kitchen, and her coming away, and and he was one of those like, go away, mom. And I she's like, who's him. that tall man with the long hair? Uh-huh. <laughs> she's like really genuinely trying to be interested, and he just hates that she wants to to be a part of it. Mm. Yeah, man. 
He Kevin was Nash like a, guy's oh, quite handsome. Yeah. Oh god! Everybody's mom was yeah, like, right? Kevin Nash. Absolutely. And so he was. She was like a. She was like a fun single mom that was really like professional, and she liked his wrestling, and she he hated it. Boom! Tenth grade. Great type of mom. Great shows type of up mom. Twenty pounds lighter. No glasses. <laughs> Great. Shouts crazy. Out, shouts out to Jim Palmer. Uh, yeah, we got Jim Eric. We got. Yeah. We got big Eric, Fred Eric Ritz, uh, here in the in the studio. Um, in my ad, too. Yeah, well, you know, um, we got the 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 the. Uh, I guess I was gonna say co-author of Segundicata, but that doesn't make sense. There's more than two people on there, but you know, dominate. But uh, but yeah. we've, we've rec- had more recruits in the last few years. Yeah, sure. you know, there's a couple of people you're talking to right now who could write a word or two. You know about. Uh, just saying. Um, I think we'll, kind of, we'll have to talk about our, what kind of column you'd want. <laughs> maybe want maybe you want to expand that. <laughs> Libanaka hasn't been on there in a while. Um, you know, just, <laughs> just say it. Just say it. All right. Uh, <laughs> I occasionally, if I have to go to the visual like main page, I I always see that name. Yeah. There. He's oh, always just hovering in the five. And Legendary. It's like, yeah, that doesn't feel right. Legendary. He's a Legendary. man I don't even know if I've ever like spoken to in any way i don't think i know lee could be a moniker like some sort of ghost like uh, pen name um no even it's benica or banaka i I think it's banaca but but it's a fine product better too personally it's a fine product i've used it often you know um not not... i'm gonna feel like shit if it turns out that i've like known and talked to lee for like like a decade on yeah. Twitter. Well, and, and also he's like recently it. passed. That's like what we find out. Like the yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. Shouts out to Lee, but Banaka. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, Segunda Caida. Getting like the big masthead credit on Segunda Caida. Yeah, well, I mean it's right up there in the top left. But you know, it also like, depends if you what? if you look at it on oh, mobile. Probably... I don't think you I, see it on mobile. I gotta actually look up what post he did. I, I don't think I actually know which please, post he can By all means, to. please go ahead and do There's that right now. There's posts by guys who aren't on there from like 2007. There's some I, there's some IGF uh, first show review by this guy. And I swear in the comments, someone makes fun of him <laughs> from it bringing up his girlfriend. That's great. That's what you want to see. <laughs> Alex is this guy's name? I don't remember. Alex? I yeah. Who, who could forget Segunda Caida Alex? Like, looks like Lee wrote on like uh, six or seven different things with Phil. Yeah. Dating back to 2006 to 08. That's Look all. That. That's I mean, we've almost had Phil on that many podcasts. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> that was... That was uh, pre me. That was he predated me. Wow. I, I'm the new, I'm newly. You're new Lee. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Nuevo Le. Uh, no, I've never seen this dude in the same place. I'm yeah. new Lee. I he, no died. Idea. he died. He died, yeah. man. It's it's like that's a Gothic lover. Early two thousands twist movie at high tension. You've been lead this whole time, and nobody's <laughs> finding this out now. Because <laughs> it's the machinist. Yeah. Oh. What for the gossamer on you, man? Fuck. See, 
Lee died and Phil tricked me into 13 years of servitude. Yep, yep. Welcome to uh, Wrestling is Gross, where we we discuss the uh, the history of the website this guy didn't even know about <laughs> that he works on. <laughs> um, all right, well, we got Eric. a lot about what I do here. We got oh, yeah. Eric Ritz, E-R. You see his initials on the post when he, when he does his... Uh, what do you do? You what's your kind of, you you do the NXT UK? I like to make fun of you do for that. All of, <laughs> I do all of the projects that are either going to be unpopular or <laughs> or that Phil wants no part of whatsoever. Listen, I'm going to throw this out there, and this is going to be unpopular. Um, yeah. Um. You know what? I don't want to read. I'm done. With, I'm done with French Catch, man. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm sorry. I know you guys got to go through all of it. I'm fucking over it. You commit to a project, and I'm genuinely proud that he's stayed so committed to this (laughs) weekly French catch thing. I don't think there's been a single missed week. There hasn't. We've tried to do a lot of weekly things, and no New Footage Friday and French are the only two that have actually, like, stuck. Yeah, those are the ones that, like, I guess, you know, if you've got a steady stream of footage, like, that's the deal with the French project also, is that you you kind of always know what's next, because you're just on a steady stream. Um, yeah. No, I get it, and the stuff is fun. I, I'm not, I just haven't really been watching it. opportunity to really be the only person to document a thing, you know? No, and I, I joke like, around. I, it it's very cool. So I'm, I'm fucking around the a little game bit, at After least. a lot of people have stopped really writing about wrestling on the internet. That this is the chance sure. to, like, set it in stone. Like, set the opinion. Which is pretty cool. Well, that's kind of what, yeah, we, we, that's kinda what we're going for. about wrestling on the internet. How many... It's like... The, there's so many takes you can make about Kenny Omega fucking... <laughs> and how woke he is. And yeah. how gay he is. And all that kind of good <laughs> stuff. Recent, uh, recent addition to our 2021 match of the year list, Kenny Omega. Yeah, I haven't watched that. The Jungle Boy match that you guys were like, this is like a Harley race match. And I was like... <laughs> jacking off motion <laughs> you know i don't know i haven't watched it maybe it is i you know what i'm fine with that i i'm sure it's probably i'm gonna and i'm gonna watch it because i like i me and siobhan are we aren't fully button heads yet but she's really mad that nobody in AEW has good punches um, i'm not saying i know i never said that <laughs> i'm saying who does because yeah, you have to have a hard talk about that with anyone i think it's a thing that i it's one of those thoughts that I don't think I've ever worked into a post, but the idea that AEW only has like three guys that punch. Yeah, it's. I mean, they it's have a like weird 180 time. names, like more than any year of WCW <laughs> late '90s Florida tapings on this roster, and like three of them punch, and they're well, all. So that's the they're all 68 years old. <laughs> if you look at WWE, there are like that's a that that those guys are still being taught a working punch for the most part, and there most of them are really so bad many, at it. They're really there are bad at so it. many guys in the WWE roster from this year. Maybe they've all been fired. I haven't. They've fired like 40 people, and I didn't read any of them. It's been a tough time, but. Uh, <laughs> There are so many names on that roster, on WF roster, that nobody has watched this year that throw a better punch than anybody on AEW. Like, I believe it. I believe Aria, it. D- Aria Davari 
has a top two AEW punch. <laughs> right. Which is insane. <laughs> well, those guys are going to school, and, and I mean, they're they're in. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if Arya Davari is taking classes in the fucking performance center. I doubt he, it. I guess but... he's just doing one match every week to two weeks on two hundred five live against and he's like been Drew doing... Gulak. Right? Oh, you write here. that shit up. That's the other stuff you write up is fucking like Drew Gulak had a two minute match against uh, Mansoor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you fucking maniac. Some of the shit you choose to... I mean, I love it. Look, I mean, I'm all for it. But it's 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 maniacal, the stuff that you choose to cover sometimes. Um, and... I I can honestly say that I, I sincerely follow what I am able to write about. I feel like, it. No, I feel it. Sometimes juice is so better for bullshit than, like, uh, an actual serious uh, worth while project yeah but no here's the thing listen the thing is you say about like the french catch like you're the only like you guys are the only people documenting this yeah the same could be not said for the two minute matches between drew gulak and mansoor because nobody else is writing you know yeah. 300 words on those matches like you are for you man that's great i mean yeah. here's the thing obviously who are we to say anything about maniacal pursuits we have a free plus hour podcast about this Hardcore one's not going hack. three. This one's not going three. We're not going three oh. tonight. <laughs> Hardcore. Hardcore hack, man. We could do a couple of multi ones. His WCW run alone. That's is the deal. Oh, that's we, it, though. Yeah, we yeah, did, we did three plus hours on his five-month, ten-day uh, run. It's a, it's a great episode. It's up on the feed. Everyone check it out. I believe it's episode 60. Um, it's one of those great runs. You know what? A, so here's something worthwhile that I did write about which I think is the the WWF run most comparable to Hack in WCW, was the, like, 10-match run of The Goon. I knew you were going The Goon. The Goon is so good. I have not seen The Goon run, but I think you pitched a Goon episode of this show to me. Yes, I did. And I was like, I don't know, dude. I mean, is that... And surprise, because we're doing an hour on the goon. Oh, fuck. I forgot we were doing a stealth goon episode right now. Surprise, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Ep- episode 69. I'll ABC's stop talking about it right now if you promise we get a goon episode that's just like goon, an, 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 goon. I mean, I could fucking do an ABC bullshit that's just fucking A to Z. It's 26 bullshit fucking guys. From it's Bill Irwin, right? WWF in the mid '90s. Bill Irwin is that the guy's name? Yeah, and he, he was a long He was good in other places. Like I don't know him at all. He's Katsu GWF. He's GWF. Oh, GWF. GWF such a blind spot. Katsu, yeah. Bill Irwin's great. I swear, right. anybody that watches the ten match the run ten match run of Bill WWF fucking Christ will right. become a big Bill Irwin fan. All right. So next time, next time you come on, we'll do the ten match run. Of the goon, can you can you like supply us with? Like, I think video? It's all the link, all the links are <laughs> either on the network or on YouTube, man. The I'll, network's I'll gone, the ne- dog. The network's dead, fucking man. dead. <laughs> well, we're never seeing goon again. It never. All right. Well, <laughs> scrapping the whole okay. idea. Let's go with our original idea, which was R.I.P. Brazo de Plata, Super Porky, Alvarado. Uh, yeah, we yeah Alvarado. We got to it. 
Oh, Eric. Uh, Eric and I had discussed doing lots of different things, mostly involving the early 90s WWF. Um, yeah. But then uh, Porky died, and I was and me and Siobhan were like, well, we're never going to get Eric on something. Like, we kept delaying your episode, and we were like, well, this, this makes sense. Because you... I, you know. I love Porky. I yeah. love Super Porky. He is one of my all-time favorite pro wrestlers. <laughs> The first time Just we had like, you on was like because one of the Bionos died. about the goon. If you happen <laughs> okay. to ever watch Super Pork, you instantly fell in love with him. Yeah, okay, of he course. Was immediate. So the, I didn't even... Uh, the first time I heard about Super Porky was by word of mouth. Because my friend went to Mexico. Okay. <laughs> and You live in California? We you all, you've lived in California for your whole life, basically? Correct. Okay, so California, but, so but you're not like you're not in like San Diego or whatever. So no, no, no. no I trip. am like an eight to nine hour drive from the Mexico border. Okay, that's basically how I grew up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, if I drove straight south on five, I could hit Los Angeles in probably six and a half hours. Nice. And then probably another two and a half to the border. So we've done that trip before. We've gone over into Mexico plenty sure. of times. It's, it was about a 14-hour drive from Houston, I feel like, is to get to, you know, whatever. Did you uh, go did you go for, for whores or lucha? Um, I, I've been to Mexico one time, and it was down, and it was just sort of, like, incidental. I was in Brownsville for, like, a month and a half with a friend who was referenced on the last episode, actually. <laughs> uh, Siobhan, you might remember. Um, oh. Shouts out to Tom. Um, and I was like living briefly with him and his people in Brownsville and we went down across the border to Matamoros and that's the only time I've been to Mexico is the town called Matamoros, which is a pretty big city on the, you know, other side of Brownsville. Um, I didn't go for horrors or wrestling. I went because we had nothing else to do. So, yeah. Check it out. Yeah. You took a day trip. Yeah. Well, it was, yeah, it was a couple day trip. Um, I I forget how long, but it was Mexico. Uh, yeah, for a couple days, you know, we had a car. I don't know. We we found like a little place to, I don't know. He knew places like he was a Brownsville guy. So he like knew people and he spoke Spanish, you know, so. I know. It was a Brownsville guy. Yeah, it was, it was like Brownsville guy. It was, it was was easy, you know, I was just along for the ride. It was cool. Yeah. So the best times of my life. So my buddy, my buddy, Jason, he was the guy, the gringo that could actually like speak Spanish. He grew up. Uh, he did. He did time when he was a teenager. Could only get fast food jobs for a while. Learned to speak with all his coworkers and sure. had a pretty decent grasp on the language. So he was the guy when I wanted to go down and see Lucha. Eventually, he was my my guy. Sure, he could get us around. So we <laughs> we got pretty deep into Tijuana for a couple of shows. Like pretty pretty deep into start starting to feel. Uh, we're What's like the, the era only, here? What years are we talking only about? Only dumb white guys in town. What kind huh? of what years are we talking here? I think my first trip would have been 2001. We started going to Tijuana shows. Okay, and right around the time probably, of the match that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Yeah, we got there was a match that I did not see, but was you know a lot of the guys that were appearing in Tijuana at that sure. time. A, a lot of great post WCW guys. So sure. It, that's what finally got us to like, we have to go down sure. to, to see wrestling. But he went once before me and he came back and he forgot Porky's name. But the first guy he told me about seeing, and I was very, very <laughs> unfamiliar with Lucha at this point. I had sure. only seen it a little bit on tapes and then 
I was still about six months away from getting Galavision. So 2001, you're not on you're not on DVD VR. I am just now on DVD VR. So all the shit I know about Lucha, I know it's from all that, happening. But I, right. Yeah. At the same time. OK, sure. And uh, so he is describing Super Porky about probably a month before I would have seen him on video for the first time. And this might have been 2000. I don't know, late nineties, early two thousand. Sure, know, it's it's getting to be that's twenty. The, yeah, but years. that's that's the era where like that's that's when all the stuff sort of when WCW shuts down and a lot of guys migrate back and all of a right. sudden there's this like it's not a boom period, but there's there's a lot of guys on the table that weren't on the table before. Yeah, yeah, it's so, for a lot of fresh matchups. Yeah, so he saw Porky sometime around two thousand two thousand one. Told me all about this fat drunk guy at the show who the crowd was going insane for. And it, he was like so confused watching it because he somehow didn't get it. And then when I saw Super Porky a month later, I said, this has to be the guy. <laughs> like how many, <laughs> how many guys could fit like a very, what turned out to be a very accurate description of what Super Porky looked like. Except I was blown away by everything the guy was doing, right? I was immediately in love with this wrestler and it became, and then it became this thing that I made fun of him for not liking Super Porky for like the <laughs> next day. Because then once I showed him like two matches that I taped off TV after seeing him literally a month later, he was like, no, no, no. He wasn't doing any of this stuff at that show. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe he was in like a diabetic episode or something. You yeah. Know. So he described him just a drunk guy like doing dumb stuff on the apron, but like, after I saw him, I'm like, I just want to see this guy doing dumb stuff on the apron. Like uh, that. That's the thing of it. So, yeah. so, but despite getting very incorrect opinions the first time I, I really heard about Porky, I have loved this man from Go. He's one of one of my absolute go-to favorites. I mean, Porky is certainly, like, the complete opposite of everything you would think of Lucha being from, like, the WCW Lucha experience. With the exception <laughs> of the uh, the show that they filmed in, what was it, El Paso? They filmed in El Paso, or, and right. we didn't see it until, like, 2019, or whatever it was. Like, right. it was just, like, the, the Festival of the Miscarriage or whatever. Yeah, that's a, that's like, a that weird that was a myth, curiosity, that's like, that show. There's a lot of weirdos on that card. But it's, like, who's, <laughs> like, the most comparable guy to Porky from, like, WCW Lucha? It's possibly fucking Conan. That's a terrifying <laughs> plot. Yeah. Maybe more Fiona 4. Fiona, uh, yeah, like, yeah, sure, uh, sure. Here's the one, the luchador that my that my friends and I, knowing nothing about Lucha, if we're talking WCW Lucha, always thought was really out of place was Damien. Really? Not, yeah, why? secretly, I, yes. I, I love Damien now, but seeing him compared to all the other kind of like... Less crisp, live, more, more dirty. Luchadors that were really... And he's just wearing like a bag, baggy Missy Elliott suit. Yeah. He's like a weird, ugly guy all painted oh, up. Yeah, you know, yeah just I know. Ugly it's like... kind of balding guy, like painted up, like... Kind of belongs he, in ECW more than he belongs on a Turner station. Which is why yeah. it ends up making sense that he and Halloween have like the their the XPW run. Says Mexico's was one in XPW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could also weirdly make the same argument as Dan for Dandy being. The oh guy. yeah, 
And obviously, Andy's Andy, probably the closest to Porky, honestly. Yeah, no, that's I guess. True. Yeah, just because little guy. Yeah, and he was like a novelty. Just does not act, translate. Almost. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, and I'm guilty too. I was probably 15, and I saw him on a pay per view, and he's the guy that's going to stand out as the weirdo. When the other, when the other's like a dancing skeleton, yeah. and like, you know, Hooventude and Silver King doing cool thing, and then, and then Dandy comes in just wearing like tights. In a singlet, <laughs> just like a big, like kind of a. Well, you know what? I I think like, for me as a kid, and I was a big WCW fan, and I was a big fan of the Luchadors. Uh, outside of the standout guys like Mysterio, Psychosis, or you know La Parca, um, those guys, the rest of them all kind of blended together. Like I couldn't tell you Silver King from El Dandy when I was when I was you know, nine years old or eight years old or whatever. Um, and you know, but I, I always kind of felt like a lot of that stuff was an ensemble piece. Like I knew even as a kid that the whole thing was like hinging on coordination between everybody and working, you know, and you know, that's kind of the brilliance of, of like Trios Lucha, obviously. I'm older, obviously. So I don't know what I would have done. I don't know what I would have processed Lucha as, as a kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, for me, it was just more wrestling. But WWE yeah. wasn't around until I was, you know, fifteen, sixteen years old. Right, right. I guess you know, I, I and I, I guess I, I grew up on some, you know, on mostly, mostly WWF and stuff like that. But it, it didn't feel that weird to me, and it was just like, oh, exciting, new, new, a new style introduced, and then. WCW did such a good job of in- integrating, you know, like, well, at times at least, of doing, like, Ray versus Kevin Nash and making, you know, bridging the gap between the things. Yeah. And, and, you know, Eddie was obviously a star uh, in the mid-card outside of just wrestling other, you know, luchadors. So that well, stuff. And I always thought La Parca was going to be, like, a breakout that yeah. was always yeah. That was always the thing. He you know we he 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 had his moments. Uh, he has, lot, and he will have plenty more. Like a hundred percent sound. My we thought what was concrete proof was when he made it into WCW NWO Revenge. <laughs> no, He's that's a like, perfect guy for a video game. Yeah, he is. But like they didn't the have taunts, to recognize though. that would. There weren't, you know, no, most of the luchadors didn't make the cut. Sure. No. Well, so that that's game. the thing is also those taunts, uh, the the Laparca taunts, are in the following WWF games in WrestleMania 2000 and uh, and No Mercy. Oh, in yes. the creator yeah. wrestler stuff, you can, you know, you, you pick your taunts and moves and stuff. Uh, those Laparca <laughs> dances are still in there. <laughs> If you want to get rid of them, oh, of course, of course. I mean, they're already in the engine. So, but it's just it's a it's a testament to his, you know. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times my friends and I, including these friends that would go down to Mexico with me and watch lucha, would die laughing when we'd be playing some video game like one of the PlayStation Two Tiger Woods golf games. Classics. Each one of them. we used to play the shit out of those and watch wrestling, and uh, you know the salad days. That's a chill experience. <laughs> Salad That's days, a chill like, experience. hot couch kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Basement like, time. The best early 20s uh, hot couch wrestling. Oh, oh yeah. Say, hot, hot couch. couch. Back, to hot ca- back to hot couch, Eric. Back to the, the, the glory days. Uh, and, uh, man, if I sank a putt and it went to that slow-mo vision with the close-up <laughs> on Tiger's face. Oh, you sink a putt and then, you know. Doing he... the heartbeat vibration. <laughs> <laughs> Once that thing got sunk and a hole in one, and I would be up doing the like 
I would I would alternate between the Laparka dance and uh, and the dance from it. You know, like the pulling on a rope dance. That, oh, you know, of the course. Pull on the rope with the dice roll. Uh huh. Uh huh. You'd go That's one of my one of mine go, moves. You'd go through the full Laparka dance. Brought it down the house yeah. every time. Every time. <laughs> and everybody loves the Laparka dance. It's you have to keep it. In the AKI, and yeah, the AKI, yeah, you know, the rumor is that the the AEW game is going to be based on all that, and they're trying to. Dude, Tony Khan would be the guy to spend S- and huge so money on the license to that. So smart, bring it, bring it up to bring it back. Yeah, like, you can just picture so Tony like uh, five white claws to the wind, him wearing the sunglasses. Did you see? Uh, He's snorting that? coke off the middle little handle in the N sixty four controller. <laughs> I can't get over that. Um, did I ever see the seg- the promo segment of him, uh, Callus and uh, Demore from like no with from like Impact? Cal- or yeah, yeah. It, oh. it went around because of how drunk uh, Tony Khan was, but you also had oh. blonde Korean Scott Demore because he looks Korean and he's blonde. Korean and that's Scott. That's one of my favorite characters, Korean Scott Demore. That was Absolutely. from Mad TV. Remember that from Mad TV season nine? One hundred percent. I mean. <laughs> Aerie Spears was great in it. So um, good. <laughs> and then, and just callous with the fucking red sun. I don't know. Fucking Sounds just good. Just a collection of Sounds weird Sounds like men. a good segment. Didn't see it. Sounds good. Sounds like we'd like it. Um, just, this, guy, <laughs> this guy is out of control. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, he, he's putting on quite a show these days. Um, a, and a he cool seems happy. About, a cool thing about the revenge games for us, which would have been a great... It was the first game that I wrestling game that I really felt the weight of a bigger guy. Oh, and sure. that's been like if Porky had somehow been a WCW crossover lucha guy, you feel like he could have been the guy with the Laparka spot oh, boy. in revenge. You know, that could have been Porky. And then we get to feel the weight, just like Kevin Nash and the Giant are slower than sure. the other wrestlers. Sure. Yeah. And Hoovy move very fast. Uh oh man, to feel just like a fat porky and to have him doing an animation of him sitting on a guy's chest. <laughs> running, at, running at someone with his stomach and having little porky taunts. Like we weren't that far away from him being a, he had to be a guy considered for, for TV. I mean, it seems insane that I feel like someone signed Porky without telling Vince, and then nobody showed him Porky. They're just like, Why is this guy here? Oh, uh, Oh, I'm not, not even talking WWF. I mean, no, like, it's, for, uh, but like, I just it's thinking been about considered WCW. Of course. But I was thinking, no, like, what does WWF, Vince McMahon love more than fat men who dance? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Yeah, favorite thing. I've said a few times that I think you should. I think if you put John Silver in a room with Vince McMahon and like let him like <laughs> lift weights and tell a joke, um, oh. he would he would be Vince's favorite wrestler. Vince has certain Alex, types of guys. Uh, here's my friend Alex. I you manage him. This is the guy who cleans up your cum, son. <laughs> This guy takes kicks to the face. I'll take a kick to the face, Vince. That's great. I'd love to hear it, Alan. It's Alex. That's fine too. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you know it's 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 a it's a miracle that those guys are. I guess Alex Reynolds is on TV now. He's still on TV. He's injured or something. Yeah, John Silver. Um, God, I just I I I was explaining him to my wife the other night because we were watching AEW. I was making my wife watch AEW Dark, 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I was like, this is John Silver. He's really cool. He used to be in. And I was like telling her about how he used to come out to Lonely Island. And she was like, he looks really funny. And that, you know, I guess that's validation for me trying to sell. <laughs> Big fan of John Silver. Um, yeah, fat guys, little muscle dudes. I don't know. It's weird. It you know the guys who get hired there. It's a it's a crapshoot now, and he does have the run later on. And I know nothing about that. We're not really going to touch on it because um, I don't know like what what there is to talk about. Uh, Super. He didn't have a match. He had one segment. Okay. Yeah, I didn't he realize. was in a ring. With, not even for a dark match. It's so weird. It's it's one of those cases where it's like he shows up somewhere and somebody immediately thought they were being pranked or something. He didn't get it. Oh, you can definitely see Bruce Pritchard just yelling slurs when he finds this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was uh the the new NXT? Uh, did anybody watch the new NXT? <laughs> Fuck no. Uh, with the no. yeah the new the I'll new improved. I'll probably check it out eventually. I tried to. I, mean, I looked on uh, on on Peacock and it wasn't up yet. So. You know, <laughs> what yeah, the fuck I am mean, I supposed to do? Do I want do I want more power plant guys? Yes. Am I going to get them? Probably not. Somehow. Yeah. Dexter Loomis is the is the 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 peak of that, right? Top uh, Top Dalla is pretty uh, power plant. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sure. I mean, who? He's top part... Dollar's a new football player guy. They His name to is with, Top like, Dollar. He's top he's Dalla. one of Shane Strickland's sidekicks. Okay. Yeah. Shane Strickland still, still kicking. Uh-oh. Is he it's still good. doing the swerve stomp? Yeah. Nice. He does. Great. He's pretty good. He's having a good year. Is he? This is probably the most I've ever liked him. I don't believe you. Yeah. I swear, I mean, man. I'm not a big fan. I've been pretty down on Strickland and what? Kill shot? Yes. On him and yeah, I'm a kill shot. I mean, optimally, he would be having death matches with. Uh, Devin Moore on on WWE TV, but he's not. So there's like at least four Isaiah Swerve Scott matches I've liked this year. <laughs> Is that Isaiah That's Swerve good. Scott? That's good pretty good. Way. Like, there's plenty of people who've had bad matches that I've not liked one of. So remarkable, remarkable. He's had four, at least four. Can't believe how much of this shit you watch. <laughs> no, no judgment, but it, goddamn. It's got it's this great thing to have on in the background that my brain I've watched enough wrestling that my brain can kind of snap awake. Oh, sure. I mean, look, I watched Dark. I've I've watched the last two episodes of Dark. I don't I couldn't tell you what happened on them, but they were on. So it's great to have on like, you know, when I'm I can tune out for parts of Jinder Mahal versus Jeff Hardy. That That does sound good, though. You know, it sounds like a pretty chill time. There's certain things that'll capture my attention and then make me go, "Oh, I better skip back a couple." couple no, but minutes. I'm just I'm just trying to picture it now, you know, like it's like a cool 72 degrees in the office and you're just kind of like having a lazy <laughs> Thursday afternoon, ticking the time away and you just throw on Jinder Mahal versus Jeff Hardy while you get a fucking spreadsheet done or whatever the hell it is you do. Like, you know. <laughs> I assume that's what you just you uh you described like my Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, all right, nailed it, nailed it. All right, there let's do this. Let's fucking go. Um, let's, let's talk go, about uh, the the Los Brazos, which is El Brazo, Brazo de Oro, Brazo de Plata, uh, versus. I like. I've always liked just the Brazo. 
Yeah, the bra. Yeah, it's 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 confusing, <laughs> and I I can't tell them apart from the other one the either. So we're gonna him and Oro, him and Oro really match up sometimes. Yeah, cause... I couldn't tell either one apart, and this were the next match. Um, and they are facing what is the team? Los Bucaneros. Bucaneros. Yes. Okay. Los Bucaneros, uh, consisting of Perata Morgan, Ombre Bala, and Verdugo. Uh, is that like as Those in vertigo, are... like as in like vertigo? It means hangman. It means okay, so it's not like Hitchcock, right? No, it's it's also like a common Spanish surname, which is concerning. I, don't I think, think I I've ever seen that least... one. Oh, it's it, there's at least have cool. you ever there's played like Resident Evil Four? <laughs> uh, not in a long time, but yeah, I, I I'm familiar. I there was like it's set in Spain, you sure. know, and I think one of Spanish the castles called Verdugo. Okay, I remember the little the little freaky little guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mister Kennedy. Yeah, and I've I've seen a, a, a couple of Spanish cyclists with it. Some. Uh... Caribbean ball players, you know. Your hobbies. He's the real ugly guy. Yeah. He's like a real ugly guy. When you're the ugly guy in a match with a when one of your dudes has like an eye patch. <laughs> yeah. Like and the other guy's like five foot tall, two forty. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> you're the ugly what, a guy. Sele- like, what a selection of paunchy men. One of the best things about Lucha is how many ugly stars there are. Oh, God. Like, Especially the, in this era. When I first started watching Lucha, that was, like, one of the first few guys. Like, you're already seeing, like, Bestia, Salvaje, and Emilio Charles. Oh. Just, oh. Junior, just, like, ugly. Yeah, nasty guys. Yeah. It's just, like, was... these, uh, people are into these ugly dudes. Yeah. You know? that, yeah. Well, last night with dinner, uh, my roommate and I were watching the uh, Barroso de Oro, uh, uh, Helio de Santo, um mask uh hair versus mask match and i just said to her like man they really this was just a prime era for men who look like wombats (laughs) just like stumpy men with mullets just just phenomenal looks just like their eyes aren't like aren't aren't, like slightly too close together and that's that was brazo de oro that was brazo de oro okay so he's is he, all right, well, I guess we'll talk about the mullets in the next match a little later. Um, I had so much trouble telling him and El Brazo apart. Um, the easy, you know, it was easy Brazo's to tell. The bleeder, right? I'm sorry? Brazo's the bleeder, right? In, in this, this match. One, yeah. No or yes? Yes. Yes, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I wasn't That's sure. Okay. The, the key is the mustache. Oro okay. has a very specific rounded mustache. He has, like, the Cleveland Brown mustache. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Always. All, he has a very consistent Cleveland Brown. And so when you can get a good glimpse of the mustache, that's always the clue. What's well, hard to because. On the grainier footage. Yeah. This match, by the way, from uh, November of 89. Oh, I didn't say the date. Uh, yeah, was... November 10th, 1989. Yeah, God damn it. Fuck. It's on, it's on YouTube. It is maybe my absolute favorite super porky hair. It's great. It is I, great. I am in love with this haircut, man. This is one of the coolest wrestling haircuts I've ever seen. Well, the whole one general of- vibe of him, too. He's doing, like, the big Kawada squats at the beginning. Like, he's just got a cool fucking... That is, like, a trendy 1989 haircut. And for... Imagine <laughs> yeah. if you... If you knew... How many... If you knew any two 30-pound 
five foot one guy. Right. Well, he just rented Pulling off this haircut at like high school. Yeah, he just rented some kind of wonderful, and he's he's obsessed with Andrew McCarthy, and he's just like, who isn't? <laughs> yeah, you know, he's trying to do that sort of vibe. Uh, he pulls off his own sort of. This mix hair on it. could look fucking. Cur- I mean, this is the kind of thing where you look at Brian Pillman Jr. and be like, "Grow up, you fucking idiot!" You know, get a get a haircut, man. Like, grow up. You know, you look at him, but then you look at Porky with the same haircut, and you're like, "That's how you do it." Yeah, I mean, that's how that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's how, how you do it. that one. You know, unless, I mean, Brian Pillman Jr. coming out three times through his terrible theme at MLW last year, that was a man who was wearing his hair, right? The, yeah. Him, the team in he's a good Garrison, oh, no, no, he's not wearing it right. I'm just saying, this Porky look, the whole look, His this is like the my favorite era of unmasked Porky. Nobody looks cooler than Porky in his mask. That round body with his super round head. I love a good round head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they lose the masks like like, a year before this, right? Valiente was chubbier, and he had that round chubby guy head or super astro. The way they just get a perfect round mask. (laughs) And so Porky with the amazing flexing Brazo mask always looked incredible. But this look with the white gear... The white gear and this hair is like, and his body is still kind of, he's still kind of jacked. It's kind of silver, is it? Is he not, silver, is he not silver? Yeah, it's silvery white, yeah. Okay, okay, because he's, yeah. Uh, it's not like a pure, like it's not fucking, pure Santo silver. Right? He's like right. Fat Mystico. Yeah. Here. It's amazing. Fat Mystico's a great character. Um, he, so early also on. Also played by Harry Spears on uh, MTV. What the, fuck? Yeah. what the fuck? Sorry, got my Google Assistant just. <laughs> started uh it heard me say fat something and it was looking up fat characters in movies um this uh this Did actually we, fucking happen yeah like hang on hang on it what said, the fuck it man said, uh, what the fat, fuck? Fa- it says fatness of great characters is what it actually thought i said <laughs> fatness of great <laughs> characters um i turned on my Oh God! Okay, see, I turned on my. I phone. love that melting <laughs> I, I turned on uh. my, my Google Assistant the other day, um, so my kid could play with it, and I fucking forgot to turn it off. Um, Were there any good examples? Uh, I, well, we found out there was an animal of the day thing, and we were hearing uh, the sounds that a lion makes. So you know, kids are you know kids like that stuff. Um, so Parada misses a, a big back senton on the apron, which I thought was a very 2021 bump. Um, yeah. And then he takes this leg drop from Porky and he sells it. And Parada does this sell, uh, you know, in the next match. And this is sort of a Parada bump uh, that he does. But he takes this leg drop <laughs> in the middle of the ring and he just sort of scoots backwards all the way out of the ring. <laughs> um, like a three stooges and mixed with like the crab walk from exorcist kind of it thing. looks like yeah. it's reversed it looks like reversed footage like twin yeah or something. he's like kicking out with his legs while he's scooting backwards yeah. on his shoulders it's a michael jackson it's, sort of like moonwalk. It's very, yeah it's this freaky <laughs> little thing and also just a i love it that it's not just from the same move it's sometimes he'll just take a back bump and then like scurry out of the way. Yeah, like, and then yeah. Out the <laughs> yeah, it's what if Michael Jackson had one eye and did lucha? It's pretty good. Um, it's so good, and then, but it and then it finishes with like him just taking a just blind takes a bump on back the floor. Bump yeah, to the, to the floor. Who cares? Whatever. You know, he'll be fine. He's like, he's not worried about what's gonna happen when he hits. <laughs> like, he's done this enough times. 
He's cool. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. only got one fucking eye. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. He's great. The way he mixes up with Porky in this. Well, are... He does some trickery. Oh. He's, he's, he's got a lot of good little, uh, little trickery. And, uh, uh, but he's, he's the best at, at, at feeding into Porky. And I think this is, and, and the next one, I guess, are sort of built around the Porky and Parada uh, showdowns. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's so this has so much great athletic porky this match. Yeah. Like he's really it's amazing even just a couple years later how much his brothers were assisting him on yeah. stuff. Well yeah, we'll see that. Yeah. The, the you know, huge like, splash he does. Walking him through things and like actually there's the times where it actually seems like he won't be able to run unless he's Irish whipped. <laughs> like it's an actual functional Irish whip yeah. in later years of Porky. Yeah. And in 1989. The shoot the Irish height, whip, yeah. <laughs> the height that he gets on his little tandem uh, bulldog take takeover head scissors thing that sure, he does. Sure, here, yeah. Yeah. His legs get up so high in the air. It is yeah. insane. Yeah. It's just the So this was, 1989 was just peak fat. I mean, his, uh, uh, like, Arabian uh, moonsault-style arm drag, which is a classic spot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the split leg, yeah. One, Who the fuck thinks this guy's going to do it? Of course this guy does it, though, because it's yeah. porky. That's, well, and he does that all the time. Legend. Like, he, he did that in 89, and he was still doing it. I think he he might do it in the 2001 match we're going to cover, too, actually. Um, you know, just incredible. And incredible, like, uh, at knowing his abilities and his limits as a as an athlete. Um, and it's the so first... great. It's He's such an endearing presence immediately. Well, yeah, and, he's dancing and he's fat and he's probably looks, yeah. he looks like he's staying. But you can cool. see you can see just the crowd reacting. That's why it's so shocking that my friend had the opposite. Re- I mean, such a shameful opinion. It seems weird <laughs> that anybody would have an adverse, like un- unless you would like. You know, I could see some old, you know, Otani's jacket type fucking old curmudgeon on PWO being like, "I'm sick of fucking." Porky stinking up the fourth <laughs> match on the totally. fucking Friday CMLL cards or whatever. Um, yeah. But, like, you know, fuck those people. Like, those people are soulless. Anybody who's, so, you know. Yeah. My buddy was, like, an immediate convert. Like, the first couple TV matches of Porky he saw from the late 90s. And then, of course, I just never let him forget it for the next decade. And <laughs> seeing him in these matches and seeing the crowds just explode it's like you understand immediately why this guy was one of the most over stars for a decade in Mexico. Yeah. I mean, he just acts like a megastar. The the amazing charisma. I don't know who you can say has more charisma or who knew his audience better than Super Porky. He knew exactly the kind of comedy. It's like the first time you see British comedy when you're when you're a kid and see it on like you know, what you're watching and, that Mitchell and Webb look or whatever. When I like, uh, you know, my poor, my poor dumb dentist dad that doesn't want to pay for cable, so we have, yeah. uh, so we have just PBS as one of the main channels we get on our antenna. I love watching the old, yeah, watching Faulty Towers. Like, uh, you know, are you being served? Yeah, kind of, <laughs> like, that's what I'm watching on a Sunday night. You know, when I'm nine, and that's so I don't understand. Out there. But, you know, so you see some of these guys that, you know, it's like he's basically doing a routine on, you know, Blah Blazo or Sabado Gigante. It could be yeah. really 
either you get it immediately or you're just you don't understand any part of this culture essentially but so many people got it he's such a megastar and it's he's one of the most lovable guys ever in wrestling i love this guy well he's good at at also passing it along to the brothers too and they i mean they have plenty to do here this is a pretty spread out match it's a really balanced trio porky was clearly the guy that gets the big reactions and whose topes get saved for the big finale you know his big splash gets saved to end the the primera or the segunda but oro always looked like an amazing wrestler in these Brazos yeah. tags. And, is, and right, again, who, which exactly. one bleeds in this one? Which one's bleeding? El Brazo. El Brazo is yeah. bleeding. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> hard. He's hard the to... middle of the three brothers. So the, right. El Brazo has some pretty famous juice. Oro's got the, fame, Oro's got the exactly famous Santo match, right? Like 89? Yeah. Oh, there it is. That's the one that you watched, Siobhan? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that. I remember that being like on the the DVD VR eighties bowl or something, but yeah, I've never seen that. I, I don't really know these guys. I mean, they all lost their masks in one match, right? Against the Vianos. Yeah. yeah. That's like a big legendary thing that we don't have on tape. Right. We barely have it on tape. We have like a, a clip or two. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a mess. Yeah. No, that's a shame. Um, this, yeah. So this is, uh, a lot of Razos Vianos. We have, they did a lot of stiffs matches. Sure. Sure. Um, we, and, yeah, that that is the Grail right there. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. And so this this one does. Uh, this one is a sort of a lead in. There's a there's a, a, a is it a trios hair versus hair match the next week, um, which this was ranked higher on the DVD VR set poll. So who knows if if this was better? <laughs> I didn't. The, I I checked that one and there was no it's blood. Kind of horrifying one. to me that in 2021. There's like people that are referencing lists that hey, people like me were like unprepared to vote on. <laughs> hey man, I I checked it, you know, and I I knew that there would be some Brazos shit on it, and I and you know what I did is I checked I checked these matches and I skipped towards the end, and I was like, do I see blood? Does it look hot? And this is the yeah, one that had yeah. the most blood, so I picked this one. <laughs> um, it's great. When you get a guy, when you get a guy juicing this much off of headbutts, and then I love those spots where, like, where Los Bucaneros will just hold onto his arms and just kick him a bunch. Yeah, yeah. there's a there's a three, there's a triple there. drop kick to his head. Three just standing and kicking him in the head and chest a bunch. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. I yeah. love those kind of dinamitas and uh, Bucaneros trios that would do that. Right. Yeah. Well, there's also they they hold his head against. Uh, I think. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it was Ombre Bala was holding his head on the ground and just slamming against those old, like the boards that are on the side of the ring instead of, instead of yeah, ring skirts. They were just big fucking boards. Um, yeah, it's good. It's it's good. Um, Porky hits like a crazy shoot suplex at one point, and oh, he's God, fat. Oh, that suplex is phenomenal. It's yeah. so good, yeah. It's so good. There's like I mean, a... Everything, I mean, everything Porky does in this, he does a senton in this match. It is as good as any Dick Togo senton. Is ever senton seen. in this one? Okay, yeah, it's a good. It's Not a good top sen- rope one. He does just a big old standing. standing yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, just flattens it. Yeah, it's great. It's a. Uh, it's it's a nice. It's what's it's like seventeen minutes. This is his. If you want to just watch a little, uh, an easy going, 
uh, little lucha trios that has it's some one blood. Of those great kind of lucha matches that we've seen a ton of Brazos and and you know Parada Morgan and these guys, Ombre Bala work matches like these. I'm pretty confident you could show a match like this to someone who's never seen lucha. Yeah, this is and, exactly the kind of stuff you could show to somebody. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's and, great. And they immediately get it. It's short, for, it's fast, it's hot, it's good. It makes it makes sense that, that so many people find I mean still to be like a thing. You've seen it a lot for years the knock is that people kept saying they couldn't they just couldn't get into it. Can't you follow know, it. I mean, I get it kind of. I mean, we've talked about it on the show some for for a while. Yeah. Uh, especially in the late 90s, 2000s where I've always seemed it seems like the most accessible kind of thing like children would laugh at the funny spots people that don't understand wrestling would really like the theatricality and the commitment to all of it that all of the yeah but you have to like unlearn certain things if you just thrown up on yeah yeah Yeah, i think i think that's a big part of it and i think especially if you've gone as deep as like getting into japanese wrestling you have to really unlearn certain things to get into lucha you know it's you have to go all the way back it's it's not easy i mean i get it i get and you know i i I don't want to i'm not gonna be an apologist for people who like outright (laughs) deny it but but this is something you can show to to people that don't know anything about lucha like if if they ask it is Lucha Libre. This is a match good enough and fun enough and, you know, quick paced enough. You don't have to know any story. You don't have to know anything. They just tell all of it. And yeah, I could show this. I could show it to my daughter. She'd love it. You know, yeah. easy. Um, so this one is longer. Second one. We got the Brazos. Uh, El Brazo, Brazador, and Brazo de Plata uh, versus, I, is the, what is the, what is the, the group here? Los Infernales. Infernales, of course, sorry. Which is uh, Parada Morgan, El Satanico, and MS Uno. Um, it's like, just on paper, the greatest. Probably uh, the best trio. Trios you can have. Probably the best trio of all time. Um, I, You know, as far as just like their own singles resumes, you know, just. It, Satanico is somehow still putting up a resume. Is I he still like, doing it now? I know he was a couple years ago. Is I have, right, still I doing watched it? a lot of Pandemic Lucha. It bums me out. But, yeah. uh, I mean, up until... There was a Panther-Satanico match for either this year or 2020 that I yeah, was I waiting. Yeah, I that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> old heads can still go, but... I think I watched that. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I don't have... I've never had a great head of hair. My hair has never been uh, ah. spectacular. It's always been very <laughs> fair. It's a mousy brown. I've been yeah. an okay hair guy. Satanico's head of hair is maybe one of the few heads of hair that I've like lusted over. <laughs> you know, Satanico's eighties through. I mean, he's still got the fucking thing. It's, he, it's yeah, David he still has it. Yeah, somehow it's these guys that have their amazing fucking hair for seventy years. You know, it's incredible. And Satanico hair in 1991 is just... I, the guy in Lucha I always go to is the guy we're going to talk about next uh, in, our, in our match after this, uh, Mascaro Ano uh, Dos Mil, where it's like, this guy still has hair matches because he's still tall and can kind of move well, pretty well, and his hair is still fucking amazing. Mascaro Ano Dos Mil is like the Steve Garvey of Lucha. Just this incredible, like, senator head of hair. Yeah. <laughs> incredible head of congressman hair and you just has the exact same excellent 
uh, evening newscaster hair into his like late seventies. This is the most hair centric episode. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, all right. So Tenico, uh, probably. I like, can't. I mean, that, you can't deny eighty nine. Oh no! Of course, of course, of course. It just happens. I like it. it. I, I this is on brand. Infernality. Um, are the the most savage ass kickers. Man. Well, it's the most insane lineup. I mean, MS Uno, of course, is in the greatest match of all time. Um, Sanico's probably in like three of the 20 best matches ever. Like, Parado's probably yeah. in two of them. Like, <laughs> you know, it's crazy that we've never talked about to this point in the show. I mean, we haven't done a whole lot, a whole lot of lose. We've done enough. Um, but we, you know, we haven't talked about Satanico versus Dandy or, you know, Parado versus like Paraguayo yeah. or whatever. You know, like, there's these huge matches that are so iconic. There's that, a lot of wrestling that's happened out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's just these are guys that, that are just so iconic. Um, and, you know, for me, I mean, do you ever just, like, not – I mean, I, this probably doesn't apply to you two. Uh, but for me, it's like I, sometimes I just don't watch some old Lucha for a minute. And then I come back and you just forget how, like, casual the vibes are. And, you know, it's just – you know, you you slot right into it, especially if you know the guys, if you're not having to, like, try to figure out who's who, um, which happens a lot with Lucha mm-hmm. for me and for yeah, a lot of other those older, grainier stuff. Yeah, but it, for this, I mean, I I mean, I'm, I I can't tell Oro from El Brazo, but, you know, I can tell Amasuno oh. from fucking, you know, I know these guys. These guys have seen him. El, El Brazo uh, was the one that got fat other than Porky. I had to ask had Siobhan to... which was who was who, and I, I figured it out in the course. It, of it was great uh, showing of me forgetting that, uh, that sometimes I forget which uh, direction is right and which direction is left. Yeah, well, that's the thing that I, you know, I, we, we've know. talked about how you've had that issue on, before. You know, you have. Have we? I hope. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll give a shit, man. Oro, though, it's, it's easier to tell later because Oro stayed in the best shape of all the the Brazos. Yeah, you yeah. got got the least fat well, and i think and it, I think it depends on what you, how you define best right you know i think he died the soonest so. i think so yeah I was, I was thinking that too um but yeah it's cool to come back and watch some of this stuff you know after you haven't watched it for a few months or like even a, probably i don't even i don't know the last time i watched an old lucha match like from the early 90s or late 80s it might it might have been like a full fucking year ago which sounds fucked up but you know we watch um, more for for the site. Yeah, but I mean, we, time, I, mean I watch like, a lot of shit for this show, but we we it's not a thing we really dip into much like eighties lucha. We have. I think we all go through different like wrestling kind of comfort food period. Yeah, like like I I've been just throwing on like old superstars episodes when I'm like falling asleep or something. Sure. That kind of we go through different things for a long time probably. Seven, eight, nine years ago, I did. It was Lucha for me. Just CMLL had a ton of TV. Throw on CMLL TV. Oh, we could it's, talk all day about how yeah. comforting it was to watch like CMLL in 2012. And just you know, the Tuesday show, yeah. the Friday show was all. It was all just like pretty okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's great. I lo- yeah. I love. We'd get little kind of mini bursts of hot arena coliseo stuff coliseo was always better especially once yeah pueblo was fun yeah yeah it's good times ringside once they put up the ringside barricade at arena mexico that pretty much ruins arena mexico you think so i hate the barricade i've heard that it's a bit much but i mean ruins is uh it goes hand in hand with the blood because that comes with i knew you're gonna go there and i mean the the last big bloody match is are on that uh, 
Anniversario sh- uh, show that has uh, the Viano uh, 5 Blue Panther match that we talked about. And sure. on that same show is the Park Wagner, which I think is what got them to officially start doing it when they went in the crowd and they didn't – and they decided because of that they weren't going to fucking air it on TV, which is pathetic. But um... Man, just think of it. Whenever you watch old Lucha, you always take note how awesome it is that there's no barricade. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. Yeah, the when, when the, gra- the grandma can go chance. out. Yeah, and and they're patting that, him on the back, and the, and the little kids are coming up. Yeah. And, and that cute old man who kind of looks like a cartoon mouse that was there <laughs> that I got to see age over a 30-year period because he sat in the same <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, or the old man with the bell. Man, once yeah. the barricade... Sure, the bell guy, yeah, of course. I mean, the king of the barricade era is... Uh, Stern man of two masks. That guy's great, sure. But, that guy yeah. is cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, know I that love guy. that guy. You do know that fucking guy. Yeah, I, I know that guy. Two, why does he have two masks? He always has two. He's masks. always holding them up. He's never wearing one, is he? He's never fucking wearing. He's just one. holding two. <laughs> Eric, he just you know has so many masks. That he well, now the, the guy, you, I don't like the new crowd. But for a while, there was that like bodybuilder woman. Who was next oh, to sure. the balding guy that wore the Simon Cowell black like muscle t shirt? Oh yeah, 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 of course. Like those we're guys. Just, we're like, naming like the Brock Lesnar guys of Arena Mexico now. <laughs> there's a great old woman who was there in the front row through at least the early two thousands. Who would always like stand like classic old woman like waving her purse. She would be the one that Hector Garza would like always fall into. On the front mm. row during the peak of his uh, incredible, like, mid-2000s sure. run. Sure, which you've written yeah. about plenty on Secondary One of my favorites. But, uh, yeah, the the modern guardrail fans are rough. It's yeah. Brutal. It's, it's a bummer. So Coliseo stuff's always way better. Well, I mean, a... and Puebla, too. Puebla's always kind of, Puebla, our, of our favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, so this is, is this in Arena Mexico this year? From uh, from uh, uh, November twenty second, nineteen ninety one, uh, Los Brazos versus Los Infernales. It's great. It's the the Primera alone is such a great highlight reel of all three guys working with all the other three guys. Yeah, you yeah. know they don't really just pair offs and go to the finish. They mix it up like the whole match. It's kind of worked like a, a, a Una Caída match, which is, yeah. which is a cool fast pace. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot to say about, like, the, you know, I mean, we could try to describe fucking Yaves all day and just, like, lose listeners by the second, but, um, <laughs> you know, like, can you imagine, like, Mike Quackenbush, like, doing, like, a deeply analytical Maestro Lucha podcast <laughs> where he's describing the fucking holes? <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the, uh, the, let's see here, the... First fall ends how exactly? It's a it's like a tri- it's like a triple pin uh, with some sun. It's like multiple sun, sun yeah, flips. The uh, like a little rowboat thing where Porky drops his butt on chest and he holds the hands of Oro and you know yeah yeah okay. all the Brazos fall on all the Infernales, but all the mat work leading up to it and all the fast exchanges was some incredible stuff. Yeah, I mean, and- they, Porky was moving so fast in his uh, MS one exchanges and. And uh, Parada and, like, all these guys were just booking it through the fall, taking just super fast high bumps. I think Parada takes this leaping, flying, just tornado bump over the top to the floor. 
Yeah, oh, he's the one yeah, that goes he over does that fast. Twice, yeah. which is and he, and he does the the awesome, you know, shoulder scoot. He but, does but, he does that again in this match. Um yeah. Porky uh gets monkey flipped and lands on his feet, which is, you know, it's just like shit <laughs> like that you see it and you're just like, "What the fuck?" Like what yeah. the fuck are we doing? Um, once again, I had trouble telling uh, Brazo and Oro apart, uh, and, and like the second second fall, and I, in my head they just had the exact same fucking mullet and mustache. Um, I know, and <laughs> I had to. The same, they have the same guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you go to a guy. Um, it's great. It's like a great Larry Daryl and Daryl kind of team, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but Porky. Have you ever seen a more gleeful face in wrestling than when Porky just butt splashes a guy? He does. <laughs> sometimes he has like a big smile, and other times he does kind of like a, uh oh, like a little like kid, you know, like, like did I do that kind of a thing? And he gets this little like shruggy smirk. It's the most <laughs> important for a thing that I wouldn't want to be underneath. It's kind of a great deceptive move because. It's such a short fall from him standing to him, like, sitting on a guy. It's playful. That, yeah, yeah, that it's probably not really that hard to take as a move. Well, the way he does it in, in the snapping fashion he does it is very different from the way that a Yokozuna would do it, you know? So yeah. it, it is less threatening in an immediate, you know, apparent sense. Like I mean, he, he's, also, he's cute. The thing about Porky is that he's fat, fucking cute. He's a cute guy. Man he's was a cute fat. guy. He's also like more than like Yokozuna was more than twice the size of Super yeah. Porky. Oh yeah. But also Yokozuna was wasn't cute. Fat, but you know, Yoko wasn't cute, and Earthquake wasn't cute. Porky's a little cute. He's a fat, cute boy, you know, <laughs> and he likes to sit on guys. <laughs> it's like God, there's a there's a really nice little. Uh, uh, vibe to him when he's he's just playfully just crushing a guy's sternum it's yes nice. and plus it's with a guy like earthquake like porky would look porky is obviously adorable as just a round mulleted guy right yeah but john tent like best case scenario john tenta is that he like in his all japan stuff he just looks like gigantic ricky jay <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess I can. Yeah, sure. When you when when the best case scenario for your looks is, is huge Ricky J. <laughs> it's you know so Porky is, is just like a uh, legend though. So yeah, we get all these the classic lucha stuff here. We get we get the big triple pin, and you get an Estrella in the middle of the ring. So this does they do a lot. This is two classic trios teams working a very traditional all the lucha spots kind of match yeah i which mean makes, it, it which is oddly perfect given that this is the first uh this is the, the attorney decider for the first uh cmll uh world trios champions is that right? under I didn't the realize that. Council branding as opposed to just like mexican national trios right, fuck it whatever uh we got these fucking belts from the nwa you use them now sure all right like yeah. most belts in mexico they're some old shit from some other place yeah, this is these titles have like only existed for thirty years at this point. And at this point, they have existed for this match. This is a title that they announced like a month beforehand, for all I know. And then it's like, all right, you two team, yeah, you six guys, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We don't, we'll figure it out. Don't worry. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not you guys. 
It's not like it's, you know, I mean, these are two teams that you could just say, hey, here's a title. These guys are going to fight for it, you know. Um, I mean, at this point, these teams are both so uh, pretty iconic. I, when do the Infernales actually form? Do either of you know? I don't know. At, I mean, what the Bucaneros are around two years before this, and they're gone now. Broda's not with them anymore. You could bring Bix on. Oh, sure. I would try. I would try. He re-blocked me. So you know about this. He He's, blocked you back on your uh, main on my main account. He still follows the podcast account, but he blocked me back on the on my main account. I don't know why. I didn't do anything. Bix. I've this never... is like Bix. the reformed version, to the best of my knowledge, because it definitely existed in the mid '80s. Bix. Yeah. They... They've done they've done different versions of this team. They've did they did in, you know they've had Infernales forever. It's a rotating crew. This is the the legendary crew and yeah. I, they have a, they have a bunch of really cool spots and I also love it has one of my favorite dumb guy wrestling spots that I've seen. There's this ma- moment where MS1 and I think Parada Morgan do tandem elbow drops off the middle rope. <laughs> and it looks like the dumbest thing ever because they. They jump on the ropes at the same time, so they're both standing on the middle ropes and holding the top rope, and then they both just kind of do trust falls backwards. <laughs> it seemed like a good idea like, at the time. There's no like they don't roll somersault roll through it. They just do a flat backsplash at the same time <laughs> with like their arm kind of out. It's one of those great dumb wrestling guy moves, like that seems really painful to be doing the least bit <laughs> to your opponent. Like when Mara, like when Marafuji used to fly over the ring post to kind of bonk his opponent's head into the turnbuckle. Oh, that was the coolest. <laughs> you know, or, or Macho Man kind of choking his opponent on the top rope by just flipping over it, yeah. hand, ass over elbow to the floor. Eliminating like, himself from the Royal Rumble in the process. Yeah, Macho's the best at that. <laughs> just, yeah, incredible dumb guy wrestling. So I love the, yeah, let's both stand on the middle rope and just fall. Oh, I mean, it's, it's good great. Rudo bullshit, right? Um, mm. I I guess what the finish uh, there. All right, so there is a tope in this match that that Porky does. That is probably the best of the dives we get from him. I mean, we get a pretty incredible dive train. There's a, there's this. a proper yeah. dive train, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's really great. It starts with either Oro or Brazo yeah. like doing a cannonball. Cannonball, yeah. It's a nice cannonball. Yeah, um, the, Porky's the, dive is. Everyone goes down like bowling pins. It is really a wonderful Porky dive. And he's still, like, even though he gets caught really well, everybody's in position. His yeah. placement is good. Everything, Everything should go right. right. Yeah. Ex- and still, he's just too fat. It's insane. Splat. So, like you said, he does this dive and he comes out sideways. Yeah. You know, it's incredible. The head of steam he gets up by running off the opposite rope. He is moving fast. Yeah. And all hands are on deck for this one. That's how you know this shit's real. When, <laughs> does, when he does like the feint where he just bounces off the ropes or teases from the sure. apron. Sure. Or no, steps through see, and then does a little plancha off the apron. Yeah. Yeah. When you see suddenly two other infernales like scramble into frame. Yeah. Like get run into place. Into, yeah. Like, oh, this is happening. Yeah. Well, the sideways. So the the deal with the tope is is turning sideways in it is the best way for like multiple guys to be able to catch you. Like yeah. everything is perfect for this. For everything is caught. perfect. But they Still. scatter on this incredible impact, and it's like a thing out of the Wiley Coyote where <laughs> they all go flying, and Porky's like suspended five feet in the air. Yeah. 
<laughs> and just drops straight down. Into they all belly meant to help him. They all meant to catch him, but it just didn't Yeah, happen. everybody catches him and just explodes yeah. away on impact. And Forky's just hovering in the air for a split second before... It's incredible. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> he somehow gets dropped all at the same time by guys exploding outward <laughs> from his tope. Yeah. Um, it, I, I, it's, a, it's a powerful, powerful tope. I, I think that's probably the capper on that. I mean, I don't know. Is there anything else on this one? That tope is sort of like that. That's, yeah. You could hear that slide even if you couldn't hear it. You know? It's incredible. Parada does his his uh spider crawl after the tope though that's a late match uh comedy spot which is cool sure well I'd he, like um, he, doing they... that in the in the tercera is so weird yeah <laughs> like, the comedy is usually out of the way in the primera so he's doing like you know i'm gonna do my like spot where i brain the back of my head on the concrete in the last minute of the match <laughs> like a total, I think he like, did it early awful... on too. I think he does it twice actually. Yeah, um, like a potential concussion spot that's just a comedy spot down the home stretch to get you out of his chin. There's no danger if you know how to do it right. You know, it's a bo- it's a spot that only he knows how to do. So I would trust him to know how to do it right. Porky <laughs> does. When Porky finally nails uh, Satanico with his big dive off the apron, is a great. Uh, high spot that happens after the dive. Yeah, yeah, that's that second lip launch wow. off the apron. Yeah, yeah, it it's good. It's a nice, it's a it's nice match. It's, it's 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 exactly what you want when you watch watch a trios match with these three teams. Yeah, no blood, you know, nothing like it's not a it's not like a sicko match, but it's you know just nice, nice. nice. Again, it fits nice. like a glove. You watch this this lucha especially if you're coming back to it after like a while not watching anything like this and it's just like you know it's like having a nice uh uh glass of tea at 2 p.m on a fucking thursday or what i don't know (laughs) that's you feel me yeah it's like an afternoon percent what everyone was gonna say yeah the next i'm excited about the next one until you guys are we going are we going next we taking a break siobhan what are you doing uh, we're gonna take. Let's take a little bit of a break. It's now break because we did a long intro. All right, Eric, you good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. All right, all right. Probably another another hour ish. How long do you two want? Uh, we five ish. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll all be right. back yeah. at the top hour. Back ten o'clock exact. Uh, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Means nothing to us because we're not in the same time zone as you. But I'll, I'll guess. The top, yeah, I'll guess. I said top of the hour. I'm looking at my wrist. So midnight, what? All right, midnight thir- and one a.m. How about I meet you guys here at Skin Thirty? What? Skin Thirty. Well, it's up. Well, be Skin O'clock. Skin it's regular 30. Skin. Oh, Skin O'clock. All right. Well, see. I'll see. I'll see you guys. I'll see y'all there. <laughs> Thank you. 
that's one of the most horrifying, like, out of all... Imagine if you're Buddy Murphy, man, and just posting, like, a stupid Creed video of you, like, <laughs> breaking your chains, and then a guy in your thread is just like, well, my cousin got AIDS from a gang rape. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> insane thing All right. to be, like, blamed for being insensitive about. Yeah, yeah. Well, as, if, as if as if Buddy Murphy ever would be, oh, my God. Of he had to things. do it to him. He had to do it to him. Welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. I mean, this is an intense man. This man hates AEW so this much. This man who we will not name. That's crazy. The man who we will he not loves name. A- he loves WWE. I'll say so, another another. I was admittedly when I when we decided to like write up a bunch of AEW, which I don't do weekly anymore. That's one of the weekly projects that I'm like I I'm not having as much fun doing this. Sure, yeah, sure. Thing I want to do. You like NXT UK? You're an NXT UK guy, just like this guy we're talking about here. Yeah. Once once we're once we're done having fun, it's time for a new project. And but AEW for as as kind of critical I've been on stuff. They're doing great. I don't understand. They're back. Wrestling is back. I don't understand the (laughs) weird. I've never been a guy who gets angry about choosing a wrestling side. I wasn't even a WWF versus WCW guy. I just like that was never like this, man. This is fucking weird. These people. Well, we didn't have social media. Yeah. Can you imagine how fucking weird like 1996 WWF fans would have been? I mean, with, yeah, with, I mean, yeah, with yes. Full I Twitter. I mean, it like, was AOL been... chat rooms. You know, pe- people were popping off. It was just wasn't like it was all fleeting back then. You know. Yeah. I think though. I mean, I think it just it's crazier because there's like message boards existed, a, right? I mean, you don't have to be off. a WWE. It's like what, like, like, like people. You you weren't like a WWE fan because you're from fucking New York, or you're a WCW fan because you're from fucking Charlotte. That you're like. That's Some of that still existed. Yeah, it's like a, it's a, now it's like a, like a legitimate, like it's a moral question. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck off, yeah. man. Well, and it's, you know. It's, really, it's a weird thing. It's, it's a weird thing to get very territorial about. I don't understand it. I don't, it's the least favorite thing that I see on the timeline. It's so bad. Well, it's any, it's any fandom war though. You know, it's DC versus yeah. Marvel or whatever. Like it's just people, people like to just, they, people are so fucking bored, man. You know, <laughs> people are so bored and people are so have it's such despair and emptiness in their lives. Um, so, you know, well, have, well, have at it, folks. Wrestling is right here for you. Who seems to, who was in his 70s? Uh-huh. Paul Schrader. Okay. Why did you use the name William Tell? Well, it's a pun. Oh. Tell is a poker term. And there's also the name William. Will Tell. It means he has a secret. Okay. <laughs> Paul Schrader, uh, director of the Card Counter, what's the film called? <laughs> yeah, I refuse to to have any. I mean, Paul Schrader can pretty much do anything at this point. He's right? a lie. He's a king. He posts. You've seen his posts, he's, Eric, right? He's a legendary poster. Okay, I'm, I, I I figure most people have seen this at this point. Yeah, yeah, I I followed the Facebook yeah. posts. Of, you know that. Can, I mean, it, 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 legendary posting stuff. Really, just into the mind of a guy what's crazy that also not only can <laughs> he he's 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 posting right he's also yeah. still making freaking movies yeah he, he can do it all this good movie so paul Schrader. Right now, which is insane yeah yeah <laughs> yeah what it's a... like, hey, you the oh. remember when be. remember in first reform when he like floats and like the like the room turns into like outer space <laughs> 
Yeah, I love that part of that movie. I love that. <laughs> that, was, that was the moment. That yeah. was one of those moments. That happened to me while I was watching it. You know? Yeah, man. So, yeah, you're the right amount of high, <laughs> yeah. and then that's me in like the tree of life in the theater, yeah, yeah, and yeah. suddenly there's like dinosaurs in the tree of life. Yeah, and, and suddenly you are a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Man. So for, first reformed, I was already deeply into, and once we're soaring over like mountainsides, yeah. I'm just like, well, I'm in love with this. Yeah, you've pulled the Pepto Bismol out of the fucking cabinet, and you're drinking it along with him because you're along for the ride. Great movie, yeah, man, I'm, Siobhan. I'm just, yeah, I'm just on board from that point and that's pretty much uh all paul schrader movie yeah for the most part <laughs> Dude, i haven't seen them all i haven't seen them all i, hope, I know siobhan I... siobhan you're a big american gigolo oh american right? gigolo, so great american gigolo is very good uh it's Teddy Teddy Hurst, i've never treasure. i knew it i knew you say it i've never seen a it brutal fucking movie affliction is rough great. affliction is a tough one nolte 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 and What's what's great is I remember. Did you guys like my Nick Nolte? Come on, it was good. It was very good. It's a good like Ah. 2014 Nolte. Okay, he wasn't. That's uh, that's what he sounds like in Affliction. I'm sorry, that's what he sounds. I'm old enough. (laughs) It's true. He won an Oscar. It was nominated. I was really into when I was a teenager and a kid. My mom really loved awards shows. And so oh. I I always really loved the Oscars. Now. I'm an Oscar mom. boy. I'm an Oscar boy through and through. Since like the early 2000s is when I got into it. But and and so we would and and I would always get to try and see a bunch of like Oscar movie stuff. Like my parents were pretty cool about that. Yeah, big certain... nerd just like me. Love it. Yep. And Affliction is a movie that I like was really excited that... to see. <laughs> Like, oh, okay. a couple Oscar movie, you know, nominations. I would get excited right. for that. So, so 97. Like, what else are we looking at in 97? What's like the Jackie other? Brown. Jackie Brown. What are you, 13? No, no. I was uh, 15 to 16. 15, 16. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. What's that? What else is? What's ninety seven? Come on, I, I'm I'm blanking here. The ice storm. Well, Falcon is good. Of the ice storm is a great. Ice storm is an excellent. That's my favorite ninety seven film, probably. What did you have, uh, Siobhan? Fucking good as it gets and shit. Oh, of course, as good as it gets is a great, a great like fifteen year old go and see that movie and that movie. The first twenty minutes of that movie when he's just hurling fucking slurs. What a crazy fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> big fan big fan of uh james l brooks two of his movies that one <laughs> three of his movies the you know no there you got you had i mean lost highway was like a big cold oh movie. of course of course but yeah, ti- i mean the big movie of 97 was titanic titanic and yeah okay like, that was the year of, of that you know so of course me and my family saw that in the uh in the theater and yeah. like men in know, black uh, men in black's my big one that was it yeah, so, yeah. That was, we saw that the family saw that one, you know. And uh, Siobhan, you're a little young for these. You you experienced all these movies a little later on, right? These were essentially, all... yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but Affliction was the one. Affliction, I, you saw. I, I was like, I, well, I no, no. Affliction is the one. Uh, Siobhan, you were born in '93, right? '97, '92, and then you saw Affliction when you were five, though, right? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Fondly, <Fondly. Okay. laughs> boy yeah and it's a movie i saw in the throes of my parents divorce you know like i think i got that from the library i think i'm pretty sure when i was 13 i was like oh nick nolte's movie uh that's here that i end up thinking is really disappointing sadly 
That's the apostle. The, uh, the never seen Robert it. Duvall. Nope. Duvall Not directed have it. Apostle slander. That was. I don't uh, know. When I was we, just feeling it. When we did the uh, the DV the Death Valley Driver '90s movie poll, apostle. Dude, I fucking think I, about that. I think poll I voted in that poll. You know yeah, that. I think we all. I, I think all three of us. <laughs> Oh, no, I didn't vote. I just pay attention to it. After if, the fact. If, if that thing is preserved somewhere, I'm probably the high vote on the Apostle. But I think it's amazing. Never I'd seen it. it. He directed that, right? I, I Duvall directed that one. I don't want to derail this with a full. No, defense. we're we're done. We're directed, done. Yeah. yeah. No, but yeah. all this whole reason I brought up Nolte and Affliction. So I was old enough. I got. I was ah. old enough to be sucked into the Affliction hype. Me, Nick Nolte. You know, it had a lot of like. Welcome you know, to wrestling so, is gross. So what's great is this is the late '90s, and all the talk from the critics at the time was that Nick Nolte, who was this strapping, handsome, you know, people sexy <laughs> kind of guy, right? All yeah, the critics, I used to look like, good. A great uh, raw, grizzled performance from Nolte, and if any of them had a fucking, you know, <laughs> crystal ball to look into the future. <laughs> everybody's just like ooh, the the new rugged nolte and then like just 10 years later it's like what the fuck is happening with nick nolte guys <laughs> yeah. like when did he he went from this like super good postured like old like uh the prince of tides shit, yeah. to just like a salty sailor yeah yeah just a salty dog well so here's what like, happened to nick nolte he did lorenzo's oil and he method acted it so well that he had a kid and it actually happened and it turned him into the fucking you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he went too deep. He went too he went deep too on the Lorenzo. Nolte is like a guy who was always old and then became a guy. You're like, oh man, Nick Nolte's fucking old now. I'm old now. I didn't realize he's in fucking Electric Light and Blue, which I just uh, rewatched, which holds uh, up, even though I don't think it's a uh, great movie. Uh, I, I kind of forgot how much of it is joking about how Robert Blake's character is short. And sure, it's Robert Blake, but it's he's a tiny little man. I don't know. You it's, love him. You love talking about Robert Blake. It's the I same thing. Robert Blake. I, he's such a captivating presence. And I've never just, seen Electric Light and Blue. His so wife. I've never it's, seen Electric uh, Light and Blue. It's one of those weird seventies movies that you always hear uh, about. I love you know, weird seventies movie. Eric, you've probably by... done an episode on uh, your podcast, so it. Oh, I'm sorry. So Fuck. It's so it's come to this. I know the title of it. Plug. I just like I burped. What happened is I I know the title is what happened is when I like I did a little belt. <laughs> yeah. So it's come you're to a, this. You're a very you're a uh you just got back into it. You just dove right back in. I listened to the Green Knight episode, the newest episode, because it just happened to be out twelve hours after me and my wife watched the movie. Um the Green really? Knight, a movie. I was a cool movie, uh, Siobhan, we can add it to our list of uh, movies released in over a thousand theaters uh, that feature visible semen. High five. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a handful. It's, it's we got both like, did it. We both oh, faked yeah. a high five. That was great. Yeah. See, this, yeah. is why we're, this is why we're 64 Fuck episodes team. deep. Yeah. <laughs> the, you, have you seen The Green Knight yet, Siobhan? Nah, nah. It's, I'll it's, try. It's pretty whack. It's, our, it's good, though. <laughs> It's great. It's, it's pretty. Great. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you know the the their podcast is very good. Uh, listen to. I'm gonna fucking yeah. Like my 2021 calendar is, it's a one still. Uh, but you know I'll I've get seen there. a few things. I watched No Sudden Move. I've seen Kong and God, you know the big fuckers. I've seen a few movies. A lot of good stuff. I watched Pig, half a space. Big Jam. nobody, and uh, 
I gotta watch Pig. Nobody. Uh, Pig is the yeah, Pig and Nobody. Yeah, we're doing a little movie corner. I'm on a. I'm we got the movie uh, guy on. 2021. I mean, my next one is definitely gonna be Annette because I live with someone who cried multiple times in the theater when she fucking saw Annette by herself, which was fine with me. But you know. Yeah, mm. I like I like Leos Carax. Uh, I like Holy Motors. That's the only movie I've seen of his, but I like it. Um, that's on Amazon Prime, where you can just stream that easily. Yeah, right? I'm just fucking. Um, I yeah. just get caught up watching like well, eight movies a day. Well, when, hard, uh, that's, that's a long movie. Isn't, also, isn't uh, that... one fucking Criterion channel, like, oh, it's expiring. It's like, oh, man, I've never heard of this French well, director. Well, you're a freak. Uh, Eric, uh, Eric yeah, do you know this? Got, well, Sh- also, Sh- I paid for that shit, and I never paid for anything, so i got to get my money out. <laughs> what Siobhan does is she hunts the uh, expiring soon. Uh, if it's oh, if it's sure. ending at the end of this month, she's going to watch it. If it's, like, at all on her radar as a thing she wants to watch. Oh, which is yeah, a great way help. to no no it's a great way to like dictate your viewing habits for like it's, obscure it's an organized fucking... thing. I keep a I keep a notes. A notes you force app. yourself to watch Thanks. shit you would never watch otherwise. Is what in my yeah. head that's so yeah. Good. I, I that admire I need it. to have a visual reminder of yeah. And I've and I've so, watched stuff for that exact reason. I was tw- I've, I was watching I've public really enemies. Good. I've gotten really good because now when I leave a note in in uh, a movie to watch in parentheses, I actually put the person who recommended it. Oh, you're a freak. That's good. You, got, you got yourself a spreadsheet there? What are you doing? Well, what started happening is I'd be watching a movie, and, and I'd be like, what made me write down Why this am movie? I here? Why am I here right now? Yeah, <laughs> if I didn't shuffle the percentage of like how I meant to watch something, I would just end up watching Steven Seagal's The Patriot, because I feel like I have a headache, and I don't want to be challenged. Yeah. It's 11.30 at night, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I just want to watch a movie. Sometimes oh, the man, easiest terrible. call oh, is the is, right call, this you know? Is just a panic scan. Fuck. Oh, they don't have this. <laughs> fuck it. This. Fuck this it. Listen. Direct the, video, John. The oh. director already framed Seagal in the middle of the frame because he knew this would be a television, a cable TV classic. The panic scan, don't even worry about it. He shot it with that in mind. It's going to be fine. Um,. Both so, of you need to watch uh, The Little Things, which is the 2020 Denzel. I did not watch the, Denzel. The, the serial killer movie with Jared Leto. It's so good. It's yeah. it's set in the 90s, but it really feels like one of those cop movies that... When you like say set in the 90s, so... like what's a song that plays in it? Oh, man, I couldn't tell you like, that. Where is my mind? Wait, <laughs> you know, something like her... It's gonna do the opening chords. It smells like Probably Teen Spirit, zom- like Zombie by the Cranberries. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I but I'm not gonna watch that movie, drama, dude. But it's great because it feels like a '90s cop drama, which we used to get a shit ton of, but now they don't make them anymore. Well, we used to have people are really going ten years ago. We yeah, had Jobs, Hope, like and Cash. Movie. I want like a fucking dr- John Grisham movie or that, some shit. Uh, hey, they don't make those I movies. No, those movies YouTube, the sixty million dollar budget like detective movie that's supposed to like make it. You know, like that shit doesn't exist anymore. It just go. It's a it's a mini series on HBO Max. Thing is, is a sixty million dollar budget. You know, detective procedural movie. Well, sounds like uh, it's for Siobhan. I'm not gonna watch this shit. Where everybody in the movie is the fattest I've ever seen them. No, Jared Leto was fatter when he was Mark David Chapman. Oh, sure, sure, sure. When he, like, literally... What what did he say he would eat? Ice cream? He would melt down ice cream? Melted ice cream. That is... With with olive oil. He would pour olive oil in it and melt it in the microwave and then eat it. I know Gosling did that. I know Gosling did at least the melted ice cream when he got so fat for the lovely bones. The Peter Jackson was like, man, no. For the lovely... I never saw... I don't... 
haven't seen shit. Bones, I haven't seen it either. Melted, melted ice cream is what Mac from Always Sunny did too in the season that he was fat. That's, That's incredible. Such, it's just such an obvious win because it's just, you just drink it up. Such, it's easy. Yeah. It's easy enough. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it says you get sick of food, so you're just drinking calories, and it's like I, liquid ice cream is the best. For... I'm sick of food, so why am I so hungry? God damn it! <laughs> Do you know the song? <laughs> Um, I did. Yeah. yeah, is that is that the the is that right? No, that's 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 American music. American Club, mu- American music. All right, thank you. God. All right. Yeah. Um, fucking fucking eight song. Oh, good time. <laughs> all right. Uh, so it's come to this uh, latest episode about the Green Knight, a topical recent release. You probably saw the film. Go listen to the episode. It's a good episode. It is nice. You say the words. Uh, uh oh! Uh, uh, you said you said um. You said uh, a classic. Um, he said the words. It's a classic handjob gambit. I did. Um, because there's <laughs> a there's a there's a bunch of riddles in the film, The Green Knight, and one of the riddles involves uh. My wife gives you a handjob, then you jack me off. Except Dev <laughs> Patel is too stupid to understand what the fuck's going on. It is probably the, my favorite stretch of the movie is is when he comes on the when he when he comes, and then yeah. and then the guy's like, "Well, are you gonna jack me off now?" <laughs> but but <laughs> great film. Uh, you know, I, I'm it's not great. saying it's it's not my favorite movie of all time. It's you know pretty good it's as far great. as movies where the movies that get released in over a thousand theaters that have visible semen in them which is a topic we've discussed in the show multiple times yeah yeah why wouldn't we yeah it has been brought up a lot of times it's got a it's got it's got a it's a nice uh shot of the of the cum as well it's it, a lot. It's, and he does bust he has a he's he's shooting ropes <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about Dev Patel. All right, let me tell you about Brazo de Plata. <laughs> Talk about fortune. Dev Patel comes, man. He fucking busts a fat one. Uh, <laughs> Brazo de Plata, El Hijo de Santo, uh, Psicosis. Oh, wait, and... no, no. We're really rolling Oh, this no, back. no, we're going back. We're going back. All right, fuck. Going I fucked the up. Mask, uh, uh, all right. Hair mask. Because this is weird. All right, Brazo de Plata versus Mascaro Año 2000. CMLL, August 7th, 1998. Uh, so this is a weird one. This is going to be the last one we did. And I think it would have... This is a good match, but this match is weirdly clipped. And we figured it out halfway through it. Um, so we're not... Yeah. It doesn't really matter. It's great. What we have is really great. But we get a ass, real yeah. quick cut to the finish. Yeah. Uh, so this is the era. So this, this, this file has about... Five minutes of ads from Galavision at the beginning. Oh my god! Which I watched that... and enjoyed so thoroughly. Oh, I did too. Great. I did too. I think I posted uh, and I feel like uh, Intimiente. Uh, Shani- Sh- Shanique. 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 Yeah. Yes, of course. I wrote it down as well. <laughs> no, uh, this is the era. So seriously, living in Southeast Texas, we had Galavision. You know, like I mean, I think I don't know how widespread it was, but we had Galavision. Um, and I would tune in in like ni- 98, 99 is when I would watch some of this and be like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Like I knew it was, I mean, I, and I knew, you know, I'd watched, I knew the fucking luchadors in WCW. So I knew where this is where they came from or whatever, but it was all so perplexing. And the pacing of matches was so different from, you know, a- American TV wrestling. So it was hard. It's hard to, to get in there, but then also the, just the, this, you know, 
you get on here, and first of all, I don't know what Relevos Australianos or whatever the fuck. Until I was like tw- in my twenties, I didn't understand the rules of these matches, <laughs> uh, which is you know the the two fall the two falls per fall kind of thing, or pin pin the captain. Yeah. Like it's just it's very confusing, especially if you don't know who's who. Um, and then uh, the uh, but the intro package of this is very Galavision. Um, we get a, a, some clips of some some guys doing some things. Well, there's a clip of Santo uh, missing a tope and like eating just absolute concrete shit. And they show it like you. three times in slow mo and even in reverse at one point. Well, we, we that's a regular CML. That's Momentos Estelares. Okay, okay. Is that is that is that a regular clip that's on? Yeah, on CMLL TV, they would trip, typically do two matches. And then Momentos Estelares would be the highlights of the last week. Was that the pr- – okay, so that happened a week ago. He ate shit on that tope a week ago. Yeah. So oh, nice. it was like they usually show a big dive. They would show a big sure. finish. They would. It looks great. Brought me right, would, suck me right in. Show in. In that weird, uh, like, autistic CMLL way of all, too many camera angles. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With yeah. all the incorrect spots slowed down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Where the, the run up, the run like up to it. The guy lands and he's just kind of rolling away and then they slow that. Just, it takes down. forever to get off that shot. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> Brutal. Um, yeah, so after but, this, we do go, uh, we get to uh, this man. I got an echo. You good, Eric? Yeah, I, oh, you, got, you sound good to me. Okay. Um, I, this guy who I'm referring to as Mr. Mustache, uh, uh, who is, uh, the name here written on the graphic was Leobardo Magadan. Um, (laughs) are you, are they familiar with Leobardo Magadan looked like the puppet from Blah Blazo. (laughs) Is it, you're familiar with Blah Blazo? Is that a, is that a TV series? It was a TV show. I'm pretty sure on the television. No. Telemundo, yeah, or, or, or Galavis. I would or something, see yeah. commercials for it when, like, watching Lucha. I know the puppet. I I know what you're. I, yeah, I the big don't worry. Eyebrows, I'm the with the puppet. <laughs> yeah, I know the puppet. <laughs> I know Blazo. Well, you okay. watch enough of this shit, you absorb this. You know, the like the little, the little, the clown and the 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 flower and you know those fucked up like Mexican shows that were on Galavision that were like sort of. But you could also, if you're just soak up weird lucha brain shit you could go up to to find out who the real like heads are like in a lucha like if you just said the word rosh franz of course yeah of course fucking weirdos would only know that yeah just the shit that you get like bled into just watching this but right well it's like putting your hands together in a certain way and saying tenet you know (laughs) (laughs) but a cruel thing so this is a hair versus hair match and what's really cruel is for a big stipulation of Questus match, we didn't get to see any entrances. Yeah, this whole thing is cut together in a weird way. Match are always great because the the Dinamitas are all wearing like their masks and suits. Yeah, and Porky is wearing. He's dressed like a Three Musketeer. Oh, it's is tremendous. He has this amazing Three Musket Dartigan hat with a big red feather. Like he's Wishbone in an old Shakespearean episode. <laughs> he's some scribe. It looks incredible. He's wearing a cape, like a cape and a chest piece and yeah. a big Three Musketeers hat. And we don't have any footage of him coming through. Yeah, the just curtain. have him walk. I would love a, a just a single gif 
of him walking in that. I've never seen Porky wearing like a Three Musketeers hat. Special and so day. now the so now this match doesn't have any of him, and he's surrounded by babes. Like yeah. we miss Porky dressed in a cape with babes just walking out. Like that's ha- cool. wait, no, the Zorro movie had just come out, right? Is the, he doing a, an Antonio Banderas Zorro reference? This is exact. That movie was out like a. This is, what is this? This is this is uh, this is. Uh, this is uh, this is uh, he I think wear a fucking hat like that in Zorro. No, I don't know. I haven't. I just. I'm just trying to think of like a cultural. I don't know. It seems he's doing a thing here. He's he's trying. He's trying to be hot. He's trying to be hot, Porky. Yeah, I mean the there's a Three Musketeers movie from the early '90s that also that happened yeah. five years before. Okay, I was just trying to see if like he was doing. Fucking a love Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> Maybe yeah. he loved Chris O'Donnell. Big fan of uh, Robin. Uh, yeah, this is. I this mean, is... Porky would be if he if he went to hang with Chris O'Donnell. Porky's probably like a Chicago eight. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll show Porky, you a blast Porky, from the past. He says. Right before once he... Porky takes the his his big hat off his like his Churchill Downs his hat. capital B big hat <laughs> like he's his crown that he's wearing to to, to church in Baltimore yeah you know? <laughs> once he takes it off he's revealed to be at his most Guy Fieri God. It's so it is, gelled. It is pretty. He's never been more gelled in his life. It's, it's tall. The, it's kind of he tall. The, he's got the Guy Fieri mustache, the handlebars, and just the gelled up do. He's still, it is Porky at his hell yeah, mo, most hell yeah motherfucker. For sure. <laughs> he's, he's definitely very hell yeah, for sure. For sure. Like he's, he's got a. Uh, just the mustache and the goatee, you know, it's, it's just a fat, confident man. Like, there's those nothing side, like a. Sideburns are. Thick. Those they're, are some thick cuts. They go oh, like they're so just down to the bottom of the ear. They're well groomed. Let me tell you, as a person who has tried to do that before, um, <laughs> but let me tell you, there is nothing more powerful than a fat man with confidence. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, that's, that's why he connected so strong. The well, of course, of this course. Knew this this like, though, he is on one here. This man could hit any piece of pussy that he wants. To, <laughs> I think to quote Chris Zellner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not, you know, indirectly, of course. Sure. Uh, the Zellner piece As of pussy Chris controversy. Zellner famously said about Porky being <laughs> able to pull yeah. any piece of pussy yeah he said he he clarified that piece of pussy was a general phrase just meaning you know any sort of uh sex that he wants <laughs> um yeah <laughs> to clarify what what pulling pussy it was a the- whole thing it was a whole thing people went after zellner for saying piece of pussy and he was like no 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 i just mean piece of pussy is like whatever you know it's just, I just getting laid i don't fucking how I'm, women have vaginas and we call a pussy. Yeah, you know, but, you know, Porky really would matter. be a guy that would be able to get in a lot of those. <laughs> he meant that's that all like, I was saying, yeah, guys. He, he wasn't talking about Porky specifically, but <laughs> Siobhan, oh. you like that? Post? Yes, that's a good post, right? It, it was. It was fun. I, I mean, I can't imagine. Imagine taking this long of a ride of Chris Zellner and being like. Buddy, you need to be a little bit more thoughtful. With you your think words. you think Bix is trying to like rein him in sometimes and like say you can't post that if we're gonna do a podcast together. You think that ever happens? He wouldn't fucking say that, but he'd be like, Chris, these people are coming. These people, they're they're looking for you to slip, 
and slip into something you don't do. Yeah, you can't. And... You can't say piece of pussy. <laughs> What's so? And I wouldn't bring that man in for a second. Look out! Look out! Ah, the you day. Talk about, you talk about confidence, man. So whoever is whoever is talking. Oh, Chris Elner. Piece of pussy just on the timeline with your shoot name. Chris That's... Elner is the <laughs> most confident ass. No, that motherfucker has a has a, a hardcore Patreon. Uh, nothing but respect. White dudes. I'm friends with them. You're friends with them, yeah. You you've hung out with him in fucking new in Chattanooga, baby. Hung out with the man in Tennessee. He's a good dude. Yeah, he is a good dude. Fuck yeah. That's some great man. He I was in the most Dream Guest. I want to say Dream Guest for this show. uh, I love Zellner's voice too, man. I used to he has a phenomenal voice, to be Siobhan, sure. Siobhan, you have him on the show? Great. No, he'd be great. All yeah, right. He'd be yeah. so much fun. I, mean, I don't you, know how we do you that. Remember. Not that. We just have to avoid bringing up... Uh, yeah, Vicks is fat ass. Well, that too. Well, and Wrigley Old Balls. Chris yeah, there's, Zellner, a, there's a... Chris listen, was here's the thing about this show, is if we had... There's there's a ton of people that I would love to have on where we, we would have to just pretend we didn't say things before. I've never... Ne- yeah. I've never discussed... No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Delete posts, some of them. We have to delete posts. I'm (laughs) just finding this news out for telling me this for the first time. No, somebody else used to have this at name. They used to have this at name, and they posted about you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when when we have Emil J on. (laughs) (laughs) Working on it, I'm working on it. (laughs) All right. You you remember Zellner and I were a part of the very successful Segunda Caida podcast. I you know what I I have not, I have not listened to a lot of the audio the audio from those er, that that era I was not really in I wasn't in on that so I haven't listened to that stuff. Isn't the audio a nightmare? It's the ugliest thing to listen to I've ever listened to. I mean it's I don't up. know Siobhan you have you listened to any of that? I haven't I haven't I don't know if I've heard any of that old I don't stuff. I remember being the app I guess but it's it, also it, it all was like podcasts are terrible man. on all different level quality of phone lines all talking over each other it was insane. That's I, good though. I mean, that's what this is. Basically, uh, it's not, it was know, twice I mean, the twice the dudes though. Twice yeah, dudes. <laughs> it's like Dean, like that's Dean Zellner, Tom Bix would call in. There's a lot of dude, good helmets would come in. Place to be nation podcasts were forever. They probably still are that. Are they still chugging along? The place to be nation. I have no clue. I I, I the, guess I hope the so. play the place to be nationalists. Um, that that joke had I had a reason to make that joke one time because something they did, but I forget what it was, and now I feel bad it about. Probably involved Frey. Yeah, yeah, it was the Frey movement. Yeah, the Frey movement. Um, shouts out, <laughs> shouts out to the. He needs the extra O's. Yeah, <laughs> shouts out. Um, speaking of yes. fucking scenic city. Um, all right, let's let's talk about Porky a little bit. All right, I I brought up Chris Zellner. Um, so here here's his counterpart. Um, we were talking about how sexy Porky is near yeah, how com- and is. confidence. Yeah. So he hits, uh, so he, he, he does a big splash in the corner and hits two inexplicable suplexes. Uh, first a big vertical, which has a nice arc and then a fisherman suplex in the video. The glit- first he hits is gorgeous. Yeah. The vertical is great. Right. But then the fisherman suplex, yeah. the video glitches and, you don't even see him win the first fall with it until you see the the replay, and he, so Super Porky wins the first fall in this with I shit you not a bridging like fisherman suplex hold, which <laughs> in itself is ridiculous. And you see the replay, and you really get to see it. And I'm going to tell you what my man has that Drew Cordero 2004 bridge 
Fat Boys Unite. Chris Z used to throw. I tell you what, Chris Z. I don't know if he threw a fisherman like this, but I could see Chris Zellner doing a back bridge like this. You know, and in '04. You know, me, Drew Cordero, Chris Z, and Super Porky. You think those the the, the, the four horsemen of all, uh, all fat, fat guy back bridges. Fat guy back bridges. Yeah, that's a cool. Yeah. That'd be a to be <laughs> we're gonna do a podcast. Well, we were gonna we were gonna do a four, we were gonna podcast together, but then Porky died, and oh, then sure. the whole and then and then Adam Carolla pulled out. He pulled the contract. <laughs> <laughs> if <laughs> if yeah. there was like a fat if there was like a fat guy varsity club, yeah. That would be that'd be a really cool gimmick. Yeah, me, Drew Cordero, like, Chris Zellner, and Super Porky. <laughs> like post varsity athletes who who got fat when they weren't doing two a days anymore. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I never made That's, it to varsity, yeah. but let me tell you, I got fucking fat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so Porky dances between falls. He plays some little mind games with uh, with M A D M, which is how I always wrote it. But it's Mascara Año Dos Mil, which is such a hard name. For me to say, and it is it usually you written. Said as, it though, it's great. Well, I'm you know I. It's I'm, one of my famously I'm my, from Texas. You know. It is one of my absolute favorite lucha names to say. It's cool. It's Love Oscar cool. yeah. dos mil. Yeah, it's um, so good. He so, is he's great in this. He knows how to lay back and let Porky just have a real superstar match since Porky was the one getting shaved. Well, so this this match is weird. Um, the the just because we don't have most of the, the last fall in a weird Feels spot. Like we miss a bunch of stuff. Yeah. There's, there's replays at the end that show like the actual, like a, a big chunk of the match is missing, which is like a torneo plancha from Porky off the apron and a big splash. You, Siobhan, you swore you saw the, the torneo planchas early in the match, but I, were you able to uh, confirm no, that? I, I, I couldn't find it. You couldn't it find it. Like oh, I yeah. think it only exists in the in That's the in the it's in the third life. fall. Yeah. So there's weird stuff in this. Uh, but there's it, this is cool and Porky doing a singles match like this. This um I think he has he has a couple other big hair matches over the years. The the we've covered one of the big ones, which is versus Rey Scorpion in the sort of uh MMA style fight, right? Super Libre Plus. Super yes. Libre Plus. <laughs> <laughs> which was the I mean, first yeah, streaming but... service. I don't know if you remember that was the first streaming service. And the, you had to pay for ninety nine a month, and then the the only thing on there was that match. But it was worth it. It was 100% worth it. He's doing a dunk contest die, like dunk. He looks like fucking Vince Carter or something. It's great. Yeah. No, this, this, this was... Porky did a, like all of his hair matches during this era. He did a lot of hair matches in the late nineties for whatever reason. Well, I wonder, you know, I, I, I wonder if there's like, have, a, so... having, more, having more future Lucha star kids and he needed to just, you know, lose his hair a few more times. Sure. Yeah. Well, how much was he blood all flowing? These, he it... fought all these. He had a the big fat guy feud with grand Marcus jr, which is yeah, really, I, really great. Sure. There's uh, him uh, and the headhunters match, which I considered, uh, him teaming with the Headhunters against... Uh, That's such a great idea. I can't remember who's teaming with Grand Marcus Jr. off the top of my head. Uh, I want to say Sian Karras is... Oh, Sian Karras, Grand Marcus Jr., and Steel, a.k.a. Valvinus. <laughs> wow. Was, great. Not that or old We sh- you here, sh- We should have watched that. <laughs> we should have... Because that would put Valvinus on the on, that would, on the list would, of, of guys that we've talk. covered. And somehow he's never been covered. I would love to talk about that one. 
We'll just fire it up and comment in real time as we watch sure, it. Sure, sure. We'll get Steel on. We'll see if we can call him up and ask him what he thinks about, you know, um, whatever. You know. The world today. Yeah. I haven't been keeping up with his opinions, but I'm sure he's a, a sound, reasonable guy. With oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a... Yeah, he's a he's a he's a radical leftist. No. He was one of those he was one of those guys that you would read about as being really smart, but then the older you got, you realized that other wrestlers viewed Val Venus and Kane as smart because they like read one book. Yeah, they yeah. read books, they read, and they yeah. read the same exact books. Of course, they said that, yeah. Yeah. They read the exact same dumb guy shit, yeah. and every other wrestler said, "Man, these guys—they really got it figured out." <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Why sometimes it's all it takes. Images so much, and it's just all the secret and the secret part two, secret yeah. and such like that. Yeah, image is so much a part of it. You know, you know, just show show that you have that you can, and and they believe. I own one book. Yeah, <laughs> shit, yeah. books I fucking own. Yeah, I can't uh, fucking sold them. The the finish of this match, all right. There's a back senton, um, and that they gets the second fall, um, where he he misses a, a huge back senton off the second, and then um, Muscaro on your mill does a, a basic back senton, gets the second fall, and then we miss a big part of this, and then the I, I guess I don't I'm not really sure what happens, but the the <laughs> the, the finish here is um, Porky does like an arm breaker. On Mascaro and Dismil, and he uh, and and, and Dismil runs to the outside and gets uh, basically like a, a cast put on his arm, like a quick wrap put on his arm, and then he goes in and he just hits Porky in the chest with it. I mean, clearly, like it's loaded, you know, heel shit. Yeah, and Porky starts uh, convulsing. Who loads it for him? His brother. Okay, so looks great. great that man. I love how how uh... who was that? That was. Universo? Universal, Universal Dosmil. Dosmil. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's this great arm breaker spot. It looks good too. It looks like it's he actually awesome. fucks it's him up. Such a great good. over the shoulder arm breaker spot. Yeah. And so Masker gets this cast from his excellent looking brother. Well, Universal. when he goes out there to get it, it seems like you know, like when fucking you know fucking Sabu has to get his shit taped up. Like it seems like uh-huh. he's actually fucked up. Like yeah. They've but then they've had this how, master plan you know, this they, whole time. You know, they load the thing. Right in front of full view of the camera. They're hardly being secretive about it. Yes. About loading this cast. And then Mascara literally gets his cast loaded, walks into the ring, and just casts Porky right in the throat. <laughs> and he it. goes into convulsions. He lo- he sells like Devon Dudley. <laughs> yeah. And He's it rocks. Spasming right in the middle of the ring after taking an elbow right to the throat. Super from the- funny blatantly loaded cast. Siobhan, what do you yeah. think was in there? He pulls it out. He just, like, froze it. He just froze yeah. it out. Well, it's just so funny. What's in the cast, Siobhan? What's in there? It looked like a foil or something. A bar of silver? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a exactly. roll of quarters? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the... There's a and then he hits him again. Um, yeah. He, so he lifts Too him. Good. He lifts him up and forearms him in the face. And Porky bumps like with a jump, like he's Shawn Michaels. Um, and that's it. Um, or maybe not a Shawn. I don't know. It's a. It's sort of a yeah. Shawn Michaels kind of bump where he pops. <laughs> it's very well, stupid. It's, it's more of it's. It's honestly more of a Mister Perfect kind of. bump. It's a miss. That's what it is. Thank you. Which is fitting exactly since he was doing is. the perfect plex. To, I was. Uh, I was just to a hop and a skip away from the right fucking yeah, guy. Yeah, it, it's a real perfect punch cell. 
Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, and uh, it, but it was, I loved it. Oh and yeah, it's, the, the, it's hilarious. It really and then in the post, that's when we, after the finish, that's when we see Tor- Porky's great torneo off the apron, and yeah. and uh, Mascara missed a, a really cool twisting splash. Yeah. Off. Yeah. Didn't see any of that in the match. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird, uh, but you know, even without, I mean, without that, it still was a cool match. I mean, there's a really good like ST, STF segment with Porky where he's like digs oh. really deep. Like I don't know, it's good. You know, Porky works a yeah. really cool Indian deathlock where he's yeah, you never really get brings to see him, him work. The... This is some of his best mat stuff, which is surprising. Well, Porky having to slow down. Always... Not being Him able to tag out. out. Matt's skills in 98 was not a thing. So when he's working the Indian deathlock, and you can see he's, like, really applying pressure in cool ways when he rolled through with it. Yeah. That's yeah, a he, cool he, spot. He gets him up on the shoulders, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I it's wish it was really longer. Cool. I wish this match was longer. Um, I mean, obviously some of it was missing, but I think this match should have been longer in general, regardless well, of so that. What's, what's really funny is this match is a big Apuestas match between two popular wrestlers and we get it in this clipped TV version. Sure. And yet, and yet the next match happened from a handheld camera. <laughs> yeah. Not would not have been otherwise recorded yeah. in Tijuana. And we have every second. And it's, it. it's a, and it's a totally different vibe and it's totally wonderful. Uh, Siobhan, do you want to do the honors? I am, I have to go for one second and you go of ahead. Of course. From Tijuana in 2001, date further than that unclear, we have uh, Elio de Santo, Brazo de Plata, and Psicosis versus Rey Mysterio Sr., Halloween, and Damien666. You know what I have to say about, just personally, these guys... All six of these guys are great. Um, psychosis is insane in this match. This is one of the all-time craziest psychosis performances we have on tape. He just—he starts out fuck. He's staple gunning fucking Ray Senior. He oh, says yeah. staple gun. Ray so- Senior. Ray Senior is a guy probably more than any other wrestler, which is crazy. That has been helped out so much by Roy Lucier's uh, oh, yeah. Lucha handle. Seeing him in early 2000s Tijuana, that guy was way better than anybody was talking about who was no, getting no, yeah. 2001 re- Lucha tapes. Yeah, he is such an ass kicker. He's such yeah. a scummy fucker. He's great. He's, He's got so- all these great looks, too. Like him yeah. with the short hair and the. He just looks like a. He looks like such a bastard. He just he, looks like he's, such he's a, a loathsome dude, which is so funny. He looks like a real scummier uh, bestia salvaje. Works yeah. really similarly to him, like peak salvaje, too. Really I don't really know him. Is he, like, so Mysterio Senior, right? Uh-huh. He's he's not a guy that I have a ton of familiarity with. Watch this early 2000s Tijuana stuff. Is he's, this his stuff? This is his This is his. This is the, that, that would be a great. I mean, he's the best guy in this match. Right. Oh, man. We have a good amount of him in AAA, but that's all. That none of that stuff is helpful. The Tijuana Ray Senior is is my favorite. Yeah. And this is but, Ray's uncle, right? Yeah. Is yes. that correct? Okay. But, I mean, this is a match. All six of these guys oh, to it's pick incredible. a favorite in this one. It's incredible. Is, it's a match full 
of favorites. Yeah. I mean, Halloween and Damien do mostly brawling, but they were, I mean, two of the most dependable brawlers of that era. They're filling in, they're basing in this match. Uh They're, 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 they're there. I mean, Halloween is out here looking like Nate Hatred hitting psychosis in the face of this incredible spin kick. Yeah. Oh yeah, the spin kick's great. I mean, Nicho and and Ray Senior are the are the two major standouts. Yeah, in yes, yes. But Su- Super Porky is it's kind of awesome to see him in a lineup like this in two thousand. Yeah. Those right other in. five are like when you look at guys like I mean, look no further than this match if you want proof of just how much psychosis shows up on unfilmed shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that this, was sort of the legend of him, know. right? People would always, yeah, like Meltzer would say that about Psychosis was that this is untaped Triple A show, and Psychosis had a you know the best performance. That was kind of always the deal with him, right? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a reason why Psychosis walks like he has rickets now. I mean, his he was a guy that showed up on house shows, but the bumps he took in this match were honestly some of the craziest bumps I've ever taken. He's a guy exclusively known for taking crazy bumps. Yeah. Yeah. What's this the... is just an insane performance. Does he start this by using a staple gun on Rey Mysterio? Oh, he head? does, buddy. And that's that's crazy, right? For 2001? I mean, I don't know. He's not grabbing dollar bills from the audience, but that's fucking crazy that somebody's doing that. <laughs> And then it's yeah. Psychosis, who uh, was in WCW, like, what, six that months ago, maybe? that year? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. We don't have a date on this. It's just Tia 1 in 2001, right? Yeah. Everything about this match is, like, perfect for me. Yeah, this is, this <laughs> was, this is sort like, of the gem of this for me, yeah. Even just Ray Sr. wearing, he that's my favorite wrestling singlet. Like the old Fit Finley singlet, he you know, the, yeah. Like yeah, the, the short t- yeah. tops. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Big fan of it. It's great. And I just love the little shit, like that. The fact a staple gun gets immediately used. Yeah. And Santo does this really cool, like karate kicks it out of his hand. Like karate kicks yeah, arms. Yeah. And and oh my god, the Halloween b boy overall shorts era god. is incredible. <laughs> Yeah. Halloween just looks like a no- a member of like another bad creation. Mm. <laughs> he's just like <laughs> kicking people's asses immediately. Sure. There everything about this is perfect. Porky's splash off the top to end the Primera like kind of quickly. That is just a uh, So I'm not protecting you on this splash in any way whatsoever. Sikosis like, has to has- like Sikosis has to like Undertaker old school like 2013 style like help him up to the top rope so he can stand up there. But then once he gets up there, he delivers like he fucking he bends his knees, he gets uh-huh. a spring, and he fucking goes and he dives like he's Jimmy goddamn Snooker. Uh, you know, such a dive. the highest, one, farthest splash you would never expect from a guy who needed help getting up the fucking ropes, you know? One of the best things of uh, of the first few years of help up the, to the top rope, Porky, is that he would still do little things to show off, like you said, like doing a little squat thrust on the top rope <laughs> to show, yeah. to show that so he wasn't cool. a fully immobile man. So cool. It's, it, I mean, it makes it even more carny because it's like, 
Yeah, I I need that, but bring it in. Let's. And it it's really like, great. It it's like he, the spot, you know. It's like yeah. he just wants help up, just because he doesn't he doesn't feel like doing the walking himself. <laughs> well, so it's like, it's like the story of Conan just asking for the jazzy scooter in line at uh the fucking at yeah. the airport, and then he just gets out and it's fine. Yeah, but you know he doesn't want to walk that far. Why would you? It's Conan. Fine. Yeah, That's so faking. Him getting him getting helped up and then doing just a squat thrust while balancing on the top rope and then he's dancing on the middle. So that's the thing that he, he Santo and... helps him up a second time. He goes back up between <laughs> falls. Santo helps him up to he celebrate. Up. He after, sits, after yeah, he and then this... inexplicably, the most wonderful thing happens. Mambo number five by Lou Bega <laughs> begins to play. <laughs> and I thought I was hallucinating. <laughs> he almost starts fully dancing up there. He doesn't. But like, why, why did this happen? Why doesn't this happen all the time? Why is not, why is not every match a two out of three falls where between each fall, Mambo number five plays. <laughs> and I guess Porky's oh. dead now. So I guess the, the legend, the dream is over. What can I say? Right? Like it's, yeah, done. I want to see, I don't want to see like Volador dancing. To, yeah, I can see that. Uh, Mamba yeah. number five. It was. It well, should. Well, Volador well, gets fat. He could get fat. I was just about to say that. If Volador gets fat, what if he got fat? Because, and he's, but he, he still wore that like that weird uh, the vest thing, and but it's just like the it's just like you know poking out the bottom. No, I, I can say, I can say with no hyperbole that if Volador put on forty pounds and still came out dressed like a guy from Avatar, oh, I'd fuck that, him. That that version I'd of fuck him right there. would be my favorite fucking wrestler. That'd be the yeah, with his fucked up eyes and his bad hair, I'd fuck him right there. <laughs> this fucking Russian motherfucker. <laughs> I uh, would Volador, so much. Bad this could Volador. be us, but you play in Volador. Goddamn. Um, yeah. Porky does the handshake bait spot with, I believe, Damian. It might have been Halloween. I forget. Um, and then he does his little double, double top wrist lock shtick where he does his 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 uh, split leg. Well, the, the whole the whole drag. spot you're introducing is one of in the discussion for the greatest Porky comedy spots of all. Yeah, time. it's his normal shit. You know, I mean, it's the thing is. Him doing it here, though, on a handheld camera, there's something raw about it. There's something, and it's just so funny. He is sort of the center point of this, this middle section of this match. Um, Dude, the 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 way he pumps his arms when he starts running the ropes in between <laughs> Halloween and Damien is honestly one of the funniest things I've ever seen in wrestling. How quickly he's chugging and all the looks on his faces when he starts slowing down, and how long it takes to fully slow down. And the spot with him collapsing right as Familia de Tijuana punch each other. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, if you were just... one person who'd never heard of Super Porky when he died, an example of why you love Porky, this one minute... Show him the rope-running sequence from this, yeah. <laughs> this one minute of comedy of his is everything that made this dude so great. That's this great. is one of his finest moments, and it was just on... At Auditorio de Tijuana on a yeah. Friday. That Not on TV, yeah. From the, from the balcony. It's cool. It's very cool. It's He's beautiful. a cool guy. He uh, he does like a Karate Kid crane thing at one point, and the referee falls over. Um, Which, you know, I mean, Porky was a legit fighter, so I understand being afraid. 
Um, <laughs> the Porky uh, MMA fight. What's the deal with that? That's like... he made it to the second round, which is what's astounding. It wasn't okay. like some. It was something like a deeper, some other deep. weird. I think it was UFO deep. or deep or one of those things. And then it had like a bunch of other wrestlers, primarily luchadors, which is a funny thing about it. Or it's just like well, that's, these men that's never think about Junior on that one too, right? Who's yeah, that? That's that is fucking Alberto. <laughs> I know, Rio. I know. It yeah. was a little joke. But the, it also Which... led to it also led to one guy getting getting absolutely fucked, where he uh he heard he was fighting a luchador and he thought it was going to be super porky, but it was actually uh Dos Caras Jr. <laughs> the guy agreed to a fight thinking it was the fat guy, old guy that he saw work uh, another match. I don't I don't remember who the fighter is. We could find it on SureDog real quick, but I don't want to. But a guy definitely took an That's MMA hole, fight thinking he would be fighting Super Porky. But he was fighting Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> is Alberto Del Rio a legitimate fighter? No. Mm-hmm. He got, yeah, knocked, he's not he got knocked out it. by Crow Cop, right? Yeah. yeah I think who among any us. dude who volunteers to get knocked out by Mirko Crow Cop is a legitimate fighter. I, I mean, think. what's the fucking purse? I mean, shit, I go in there. No. You got kids, man. I take a shot to the head. It'll take an eye kick to the face from Yeah, Mirko, for what? From like for like 2003 fi- Mirko Crow Cop. How much money? Fifty grand. Oh yeah, hell yeah. How much could it carry? Fifty grand? You you just take a high kick? Fuck yeah. I don't know. No, I don't give a shit, man. I mean, I haven't been in a fight in a long time, but yeah, I'm cool. I'll take a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't been in the so, fight. Al- look, Al- Alberto Del Rio. I can. I will fucking fight Alberto Del Rio right now in the fucking street <laughs> and beat his ass for no money. All right, the things he did to Paige. He's got it coming to him. Is it Paige? Was that the one? Yeah. He dated Paige, but I don't know what he... If, I don't know what the hell There's the thing is. There was a lot of stories. There's a lot of people on Twitter who will tell you they know the exact story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. I'll fuck a you up. A lot of heroes. A lot of heroes. I'll fuck you up. But yeah, so Por- Porky had Patron. this... Porky wasn't showing this level of athleticism as often, but 2001, he had this weird window where... It's insane that he's working as hard as he is in this match because there was episodes of, you know, CMLL TV where Porky was clearly not showing up to work. You know, I mean, it's hard. Here he is. But there was this window. There was another match from this same period that he had uh, in a trios and Grand Marcus Jr. was on the other side. And Grand Marcus Jr. breaks out this huge Hurricane Rana in the match. Porky does the little... uh, Leg drop, back of head, backflip thing. All of yeah. them. Sure. Fat guys suddenly decided that they could still go. And Porky had a real hot 2001. That was one of his, uh, that was a real golden era for, for later era. I feel like Super the name Porky. Grand Marcus Jr. keeps coming up. I, I feel like that's a, that's somebody that I, I guess I need to see more of. Is that a guy? The Puerto Rican stable in like 2000 CMLL. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Los yeah, uh, CMLL. CMLL. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. in, the, in the, you know, he, he wore the, the white, uh, the big white trunks. And when he had his great, he is another guy with, a, had a big, great round head when he wore a white mask. A blind all- spot, admittedly, uh, until like the, the 2010s. I didn't, I, I wasn't really getting yeah. into the stuff. Um, but 
but this is this is so good. But Nietzsche, Nietzsche is probably my favorite in this. As as excellent as everybody is, but there's some bumps that he does. He does I, the I uh, classic ring post bump, and it sounds like a fucking gunshot. Yeah, it's grotesque. I I mentioned that as his signature bump, and I don't know if it was you, Eric, or somebody else said that they they recognize that more as a Cassandro bump. I do. Uh, I I recognize the ring post one as the Cassandro one. I've I've seen Cassandro do that on like 1992 stuff. So I think that. That felt like felt like him. Psychosis clearly had way more matches and did. He but, did it so much and he does in my it head. So, like, yeah, and so much. So and you see, Cavernario does a similar thing now. Like there's there's guys who do this bump still. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Raul, Raul Mendoza. Uh, it's Raul Mendoza, uh, freak for the 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 flying post bump. It's a crazy a bump. Really, really great post bump. You just do a uh, fucking you tope the fucking post. It's crazy. Yeah. It's fucking. Uh, it's a crazy. Way Super to do Dragon it. used to do great ones sure, when sure. Re, when Rev Pro when he would hit the wall of the. Time oh, sure. Yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 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 Uh, he, he's back. But, he's back. Get Super Dragon and Super Dragon Super Dragon and AEW. I want it. This is probably the only crazy. This is one of the absolute craziest ring posts that of that bump that I've ever seen. Yeah, it like is, and it's loud. Sound like it's, a it this did is sound as good. crazy as I've seen a already pretty crazy spot done. Yeah, but yeah. also he does things on even normal spots. He's throwing full drop kicks on like the floor. Yeah. Just well, Mr. landing on his knees on a concrete floor to do like sky high Bob Holly drop kicks. He uh, takes a full crazy. speed like self fandaminator when I think Ray Senior gets the feet gets the legs up uh, on a corner uh, spot and it just fucking just a yeah. lot of right to the face. Well, Mysterio Senior in general like makes him look like a chump. Like, uh, like that's sort of the one of the main stories of the match is Mysterio beating him up, like casually just like dropping him on the apron. He like sets up a chair table and does a big power bomb through the chairs. I think that's the end of the second fall, maybe. The the way Psychosis gets that chair kicked into his face, I mean, just two. He rears Mysterio rears back with both legs. It's like getting kicked by a horse, man. (laughs) Yeah, face first into it, but the. There's another point in the match where he gets suplexed like five rows into the crowd. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he lands on a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't make out who he lands like, on. Like, I'm pretty positive. There's a mess out there. Baby. He goes, there's some mom who's like, well, surely no, nobody's dumb enough to fly this far into the crowd. <laughs> Bring a baby to a lucha show. The only baby on the floor of Auditorio de Tijuana. Tijuana. And gets suplexed into her. <laughs> but yeah. then he also decides to take a power bomb kidneys first through like two chairs in 2001 again uh anytime we see a chair table this early on it's just like oh yeah these guys are really on the cutting edge this they're fucking around with staple guns and they're putting these guys are watching fucking zandig tapes for sure mysterious I mean, senior in, is not fucking around here until anybody can prove otherwise i think this is honest to god the craziest psychosis match we have on tape I think I don't think yeah, he don't... takes crazier bumps in any other match. He's he's, he's never, on he's on one here for sure. He's never seemed like more of a whirling dervish type where <laughs> he's just in everything. You can't you can't stop this guy. Well, is there he, not the one of the ECW like 
I know what there's an ECW match where he faces Tajiri that's fucking crazy, but it's not crazy like this. I mean, that was I, he, he took a couple of bumps. He takes a big bump off the apron in that match. He gets the chair slid across the table into you know yeah. that was more about taking some stiff shots. This one, yeah. he is just running left to right in the ring, finding new ways to fly into pavement. And he's also making Senior look good. I think Mysterio Senior and, and Nicho is sort of the match here. There's also, a, a in between the second and third fall, uh, there's there's two random women. He does this dropkick. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He does this running dropkick to knock, I think he knocks Mysterio into the front row right before getting suplexed. Yeah. He jumps, you know, face high and just does... His landing is essentially him doing his kicked into the ropes bump where he flips upside down and lands right. on his head. On right, the mat. right. Like, he does that on the floor. Just a fucking insane man. In his well, mat. you have to imagine. I mean, we're in this period where he's I mean, how long is psychosis in WCW? Does he stay? What's I, mean... I think he's one of the guys that gets cut with it. I mean, most of the loose doors get cut in like August 2000. Not that then made it all the way to March 2001, um, okay. like Ray Jr. does, but not that many, really. Okay, yeah. That's when they end up reshuffling the deck with all of, um, like, the free count guys. Because, you know, you know, get rid of Al Dandy, but give us all the Evan Courageous. Um, and his like last the match. His Young la- Dragons. Yeah, well, so they shifted it. They shifted yeah, the good guys in there. And he was out. He was out. He was out like a full year before his last match because, because it, he still by the end of 2000 was when he was working in ECW. Yeah, yeah, he's, and, so, and doing and by 2001 he was fully doing the Nicho stuff and lost it. You know the the Santo uh, big Santo singles match. Yeah, the last yeah, match he wrestled in little, WCW is in March of 2000, and it's uh, uncensored 2000. He loses to the artist, and that's his last match. His last March match. Boy, that's not good. <laughs> but he went out on a pay-per-view. Yeah, that, at least. yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah, sure. Pretty, that's pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and then he's in he's in ECW uh, as of July. I wonder how much of that. Yeah, like I, I Randy's that... last uh, WCW match is. That's like April. Yeah, I think it's like sometime maybe like May or so that they just cut everyone. Yeah. Uh, that they can. Weird. And Sink it's and really ship. weird. Sinking ship. Weird. Um, yeah, he's he's out to show a fucking he's out to show something here. Um, and he's great. No, we, and and the, we there's so close. I I regret not doing it right around. Well, it probably this is two thousand or two thousand one. This Tijuana match. It's two thousand one is what we have listed. In two thousand one, there was I know XPW ran Vic Grimes versus Psychosis. God. And I wanted he wants to, to die I, quicker, yeah. Yeah, man. I wanted to drive down for that one so bad, but I couldn't I couldn't find a buddy that could go. I didn't want to do it alone. I regret <laughs> it. I regret have it. Have you been I to an XPW show before? I never went to XPW. Wow. They're coming back, right? You gotta go. I did, yeah, I did, <laughs> I did all the others. I did I went down to Epic. I did Epic sure. and other short lived Los Angeles. I had uh, those in- those two Epic shows. I had those on tape. I bought those both the, both those tapes that was like right before pwg right it was like a whole... yeah yeah that was all the same shit we did uh 
a few of us did a big road trip down for what turned out to be the uh, Epic show that didn't happen before Epic closed down. I can remember that. Yeah, I can remember that. It was supposed the main event was the Battle of the Dragons. It was a three way with American Dragon, Ultimo Dragon, and Super Dragon. What a classic that would have been. Battle of the Dragons. (laughs) Jesus Christ. We drove down to L.A. that morning, waited around in L.A. as the venue got nervously changed two different times and then drove back seven hours that night without having seen a wrestling show that's great that's a but classic did, did you do a road we report uh well i did get to see jardy france sitting on a curb in his sweatpants eating a can of tuna yeah <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> that's, that's the jardy lifestyle for sure <laughs> so yeah. there you go yeah that that was our uh that was our biggest thing uh, our biggest memory of that whole wasted day <laughs> that guy was good i like jardy france Big fan. so i i really uh i really should have driven down for vic grimes psychosis i know it happened ah well you might have avoided yeah. certain doom somebody could have you know killed you that day um, yeah, you never know what's gonna happen down there or i could have seen a, a johnny webb match live you know you never both horrible fates you know yeah all sound bad <laughs> Um, but, all right, Ray Senior. Ray Senior unties Santo's masks because mask because you just gotta because it's Santo because you gotta do it. Um, yeah. Santo in this match in general is of course uh, a work of art. Um, nobody does He's a so, nobody grabs nobody a quesadora like more thoroughly and smoothly with their legs than Santo. Like the man is born with the natural language of how to fucking bo- grab a body scissor. Um, his drop kicks, his topes, you know, you know, this El Hio de Santo guy. It's a performer. Great stuff. I've, I've seen this man live several times. I've never seen him live. You know, I, I feel, I feel like I'm going to get a chance probably before he's done. Um, although he's retired multiple times at this point. Right. But, um, his flying headbutt thing, you know, where he like the, the sort of tope in reversa. Um, yeah. you love that shit. And uh, he's just great. He's the best. Um, They're really, you know, he hits like a big flying senton into the ring on one guy and then immediately topes back out onto another guy. Like Santo is, I mean, as far as just cleanest worker of all time. Yeah. Is there anybody better than... It's weird. And it's almost frustrating to watch sometimes when you watch him do like this, where you're also like, well, what if you had your mask open and like you were bleeding? What oh, if you man. did that too? Yeah, <laughs> like, I know if- this is Siobhan's argument for like, for, you know, but like, like Siobhan, like what if, what if Santos, like, what if his, what if somebody ripped his mask open and he was bleeding? Well, that'd be great. And he did all this other stuff. Like, that's kind of always my feeling with Santo, because you've seen him do it, and you know he's so good at it. And it's just like, why don't you just bleed every night? Like, uh, I mean, I mean like, and his he, best match probably is not blood. Are we trying it, to but... say that Santo sure. doesn't ble- Santo bleeds in so many. I'm just <laughs> saying he should have bled here. I just think, I was just sad. I just wanted to be bleeding every night if you're El Hio del Santo. We've never covered the Santo match on this podcast, and so I just wanted to see him bleed. I'm sorry. Dude, go watch the Monterey match from this same year, or two years later, this same year, the against Clay Park. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that, of course. He's it's the best. Gush blood. I don't know, Park, I mean, that's one of those matches. That, Santo's blood. That's Park what, wears a white skeleton suit, which is dyed Yeah, we all know this match. Time. Bro, we all know this, like, that's the thing, this match is too iconic, like, it's hard to even talk about, because it's like. You can't, you can't have a blade on Tijuana shows. 
Yeah, Siobhan, that's like one of those matches, right? Like, how do we even... Uh, fucking Wait, have you guys way. not covered that on Wrestling is Gross? No, because, like, there's there's shit that's just, like... Like, what do you even have to say about it, man? There's st- there's some stuff that's, like... Like, we never talked about MS Uno and, you know, Songry Chicano. Like, shit like that. Like, how do you even talk about it, man? It's okay to like things, Bucky. Uh, yeah, I know, man. That's what this fucking podcast is. It's okay to enjoy stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it's really talk it's about like, things that you enjoy. It's just... It's hard to, like, really express... Like what? What's the what's the take that you can possibly have on certain things? People love hearing people express joy about things. Yeah, it's nice maybe. You know it's what nice people, people? You know you know what gets the most reaction uh, when I when on this show is when I get really fucking mad about when Siobhan doesn't like the double dog collar match, <laughs> and everybody's like, I really liked when you got really mad about that. <laughs> Yeah. All uh, right. Psychosis is the fucking man. Uh, is 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 Mysterio Senior secretly uh, the best? He's great. If you, you watch watch some of this other Tijuana stuff, there's a dog collar match. I think uh, it, there's some cool stuff in the uploads. Yeah. I want. I mean, yeah. Listen, like this match I falls apart in the third fall. Like Ray Junior handcuffs Ray senior to the to the yeah. top row yeah what i don't know fuck? i don't know what's happening Felino's here i Why wasn't even gonna talk order? about it there's it's some fine. there's some chicanery there's some malarkey but whatever it's it's, it's, not, about the, it's not about it's the fucking sure it's not about the fucking destination it's about the goddamn journey yeah mm-hmm. and also it's tina T- the the destination is tijuana it's fucking hell <laughs> yeah um, all right it's, a... it's yeah it's uh all right, let's do uh, main event time. What do you say, Siobhan? Main event time. I mean, I'll do it. Um, we got Brazo de Plata, Super Porky, and uh, Mystico. Mystico 2? Mystico 2. Mystico 2. And Valiente uh, versus Averno, Mephisto, and Reyes Scorpion from CMLL. September, is this right? September 27th, 2013? Seems yeah. weird. Okay. Um. All right, so this thanks. Uh, shouts out to uh, this guy Chubbs fan. Shouts out to Chubbs fan for this one. Oh, I'm a big Chubbs fan. You guys know Chubbs fan. We're, we're doing a whole episode on Super Porky. Of course, we're Chubbs fans. Yeah, shouts out to Hell, the yeah. shouts out to the Lucha Bog, uh, the fucking the Wrestling Swamp. Shouts out to the Chubbs fan. Uh, seriously, Cubs fan, I. Uh, DM'd him. Uh, even though he yeah. has me muted and has like I I did harass him years ago for being yeah I have him blocked. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, you know he has me blocked. I should say he has you blocked. He has. I don't mind him blocked. He told me he he was muting <laughs> one time. He replied back to me and said he was going to mute me. Um, but thankfully he must have forgot that because I sent him a DM, asked for this match, and he sent me a link. So shouts out to the Chubbs fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chicago. Chubbs fan. The Chubbs fan, folks. <laughs> this was this was a great late era. This was the greatest late era Porky feud. Yeah, yeah. I guess it is. And we've covered the Scorpion uh, Porky uh, super yeah Super Libre Plus as we mentioned before. It's, it's pretty shocking shit. <laughs> yeah, that right? match is crazy. This match is also crazy. Sadly, there was another one too. They they had two to three months of these yeah. kind of. Man. This yeah, was my favorite. This is the one that I had highest for for whatever reason. I, I I checked. I found an old Notepad document where this was like my seventh highest ranked match. 
um on my w wko list or whatever that year or something and that's great yeah and but then their their match their singles match was like one above it i think um so like i don't know these this goes hand in hand with that which that is on uh what episode 2022 what do you think something like that like that the uh is that the uh there's a search function on the libsyn yeah (laughs) Um, I'm gonna bring. On. I will find it here in just a moment. It's episode 25, Dirt Nap. Wrestling yeah. Zero's episode 25. Dirt. No, that's not it. Fuck, it's not on that one. It's episode 27. This episode is cursed. Is the name of the episode. Um, what a great. Remember that one? Yeah. When the connection kept failing, and I put all the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme in there over and over. Um, what a good time that was. Yeah, Rhea Scorpion. Um... The, the whole match is the whole feud is predicated on Rhea Scorpion just shoot punching and shoot stomping Porky in the face. Well, so that's the thing, right? And so we we sadly it's cut off, but there's a you get just a moment you cut in and you see Porky dancing with the ring girls in CMLL, one of my favorite things in the world. Um, I just want to say Porky dancing with the ring girls is the best. Um, yeah. Great. The best. And but alright, so on Porky and Rhea Scorpion feuding here, and then even before Porky died, the announcement of Rhea Scorpion versus Psycho Clown as the Triplemania main event. Yeah. Um and then he died like after that, right? Isn't it Siobhan? No, he died before because he died I wanna say August second. But it was – they clearly already had it planned. They'd been building to this. Yeah, it have, I, I'm certain it was announced before then. They, okay. They like annou- – no, yeah. they try to announce the next Triple main, Mania main event like the fucking year As early, like, Yeah, in March at the latest or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it had already been announced. And so you've got this sort of extension of the Rey Scorpion versus Alvarado family feud. Um, and that match is really good. I, I don't – that match – isn't as good as I mean, obviously it's not as good as some of the great recent Triplemania Opuestas um, main events, right? I mean, Eric, sure. you've seen uh, Blue Demon Junior. Yeah, it was our number one uh, number one match of the year. Yeah, same here. Um, yeah, uh, but and, and yeah. then and then this... Chessman and Pagano also last year just was like it ripped, you know. But this this match is also really good. Ray Scorpion fighting against Porky's son. I don't know. It felt very emotional for me just because of that and having a big crowd there and that whole show was nice. I think Triple Mania this year was really nice, um, as it is every year. It's a great show. Um, if you're out there and you're still uh, a hater for uh, Triple A. For AAA, then you are a fucking dumbass and a scrub and a dumb son of a bitch. Cause look who's there. It's the fucking what the 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 Dina is there, right? Yeah. They Thank debuted you. that show. Um, like every, you know, it's that's the place to be. Ric Flair's there. Yeah. Where else can you see Ric Flair do a fucking figure four? I mean, you know, besides like Russell War nineteen ninety or whatever, like when, if you want to watch that, I guess. But you know, 
So uh, this Porky is Scorpion Man. <laughs> no, fuck yeah. you. No, but seriously. <laughs> I don't want to talk about fucking 60-something-year-old Ric Flair. Seriously, no, <laughs> seriously. Bleeding. Triple A. I don't give a shit about Ric Flair in wrestling anymore. Like, I well, don't you're, need Well, you're wrong, and he's going to be there on Rampage on Friday, and he's going to walk fucking Andrade to the ring with when he faces the bastard pack, and it's going to fucking rock. And you know what? You're... You don't know what you're talking about. I don't feel like the bastard pack. I feel like Justin... What's his name? The guy who says it? Justin, Justin Roberts? I feel like Justin Roberts. He yeah. is a bastard. <laughs> the first time I heard him say that, I lost my mind. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's so bad. It's such a bad... Uh, there's a lot of bad stuff in AEW. Um, Ric Flair, when he debuts as an active member of the roster in AEW... That's not going to be a bad thing. When they reform the Four Horsemen, right? <laughs> Think about it. it. Tully Blanchard <laughs> just challenged Sting to a match. Arn Anderson took a flat back bump off a fucking Malachi Black spinning kick thing. The Four Horsemen are are coming back. Yeah, fucking what? Oldie's corpse. Oldie's corpse. Or you get Dean Lex Luger who can't fucking read anymore. <laughs> yeah, Bongo McMichael is, has some. Uh, some. Uh, you got to get Roma. Is Paul Roma still good? I'm yeah, holding up four fingers I, right now. You bring him back. I'm holding up four fingers right now. I'm thinking about. What about Chris Benoit? Is he good? <laughs> How's he doing? Gearing up for that debut on Wednesday night. Um, all right, Misco 2. Who the fuck is Misco 2? Dragon he Lee. Is... It's Dragon yeah, Lee, right? It's... It is Dragon yeah. Lee? Okay. I yeah. thought so. I thought so. Uh, nice shooting the star. The now Drillistico, which is such a bad name. The what? Um, rough. What is it? Drillistico. Dragon <laughs> Lee. so dumb. Where? Was... What? what? Where is he? What? Yeah, he's just gonna end up. Now the original Mystico is Mystico again. I saw that. That's really stupid. That's, that's and, well, that seems all right. No, that seems fine. Let's just talk about how much Porky takes punches to the face in this match. Uh, well, yeah, he does do that. Just getting his ass beat. He what? gets his ass beat throughout the whole the whole first and second fall is just a scorpion punching him left and right in the yeah. face yeah. with no defense. Well, this is a this is a great example of a match that would be like next level without the blood ban um, in Arena Mexico because Porky should be just bloody as hell before the first fall is even over. Porky should be, yeah, Porky should be just gushing. Yeah, and uh, you know, a, a Verno. I mean, there's a lot of these guys. A Verno and a Scorpion are both good bleeders. We've seen that. A Verno. Yeah, I, I love a Verno. I've I've been a huge I'm, fan. I'm of a him. big. I like a Verno. Yeah, from from the O five, from the fucking Mystico feud to just unmasked like guy getting fatter every year, just a little bit fatter. Now speaking of uh, of great wombat man wrestlers, this is a man who looks like such a wombat. Uh, Misha said he looked like Daniel Baldwin. That's not wrong. Uh, who who Valiente? <laughs> Averno, Averno. Okay, okay. Valiente kind of looks like if Daniel Bell, if you Daniel Baldwin wore a mask and did a backflip off the top rope, maybe Valiente. Maybe, maybe it's Billy Baldwin. That's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Baldwin's the big fat one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stephen's also gotten fat. Billy looks fucking. Thin as hell. Uh, did either of you watch uh, any of uh, Too Old Day- to Die Young? 
Yeah, I watched the first episode, and he's the dad of the young. Yeah, yeah. I, he really, was he was good in the two scenes I saw him in, but I didn't I didn't really watch the whole get, thing. Like having a horny moment with stuffed t- t- tiger, you know? I don't know. Yeah, it's I a weird watch show. I I it watched the first bad. episode. I don't need any more. I didn't like. I'm not a big Refn guy. I like Drive. Uh, uh, Eric like- as the foremost authority. Uh, f- thoughts on Nicholas winning Refn? I'm I'm the same. I like Drive, but I haven't watched it in probably eight years, and I, mean, I didn't cool. like the uh, the Viking one. He puts on that jacket, and then he like beats ass, and he also yeah. he can drive. And then a lot of Hence guys watch it and really get and really identify with a dude who likes caves a man's head in. Yeah, <laughs> in the and, and you kiss the girl in the elevator, and that's the dream, baby. Yeah. That's what it's we're really all looking funny for. That Joey Janela was the drive jacket wrestler. The drive jacket, man, yeah. <laughs> never think of caving in another man in his fucking life. No, but no. still, it's in the... his head, his fucking life. God. No, and you know, I, I, I've, I've mentioned before, Dangerous Neil, friend of the show, kind of, I guess, um, had a, had a, a, a scorpion jacket, and I went over to his house and I put it on. And I felt pretty powerful. Uh, so shouts out to Danger Sneal. I will. Uh, I will say I'm. I was actually a huge uh, Neon Demon fan. Oh yeah, that I, I'm, I, going I, see, I'm going to see Neon Demon sooner. It's, watch it's it later. Cool. I need to rewatch Neon Demon. It's cool though. Um, yeah, I saw weird. they it we it played one week in theaters where I'm at. Hell yeah! Of and so I I went on like a Friday matinee and nobody was there and I loved it. Well, you're a theater hound. I I spend some time in movie yeah. theaters. You I see, do. Do you see everything? What are you doing? No, I you, usually. Are you, you're not seeing. Are you seeing Shang Chi because Tony Leung is in it? I'm not very Shang Chi. There would have to be nothing else playing <laughs> for me to go to that. I, I'm not as into I'm, the. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go see it. I mean, it's, I, it's I could it's do it. No, it's because I'm a because big... Because of Wong Kar Kwai, man, is no, it? No it's, no, it's because I'm a big fucking, you know. I mean, I'm not I'm not seeing, like, Paw Patrol or Respect. Uh, or what's Respect? Like that. What's, is the that... Aretha Franklin biopic. Nice. nice. I mean, I don't, I don't see that. Can you that. pronounce that word again for me, Eric? Oh, don't do that. Fuck you. Did I, step, did I step in the middle of a few? No, oh, you did it right. I... You did it right. I just need certain people who I know are going to listen to this podcast. They live in my other room. Live in my other bedroom. Did she say biopic? She says biopic, and I. I fuck yeah, I mean, hey, listen, I've been I've been doing the the fancy film fellows podcast quite a bit, and they say biopic, and I just let it slide because I'm a foreigner there. Um, our Honey, I Shrunk the Kids episode should be out tomorrow, by the way. If anyone oh, yeah. Is, uh, looking forward to that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So the uh, the Porky should be bloody as hell. Uh, and, and especially yeah. when we cut to a Scorpion outside repeatedly slamming his head into those hard Arena Mexico barricades. and just. I will him. say the one thing about the barrier is that we do get this it's spot, so which is that. nice. We get, I mean, that we parked that to fucking Roosh. That was great. Yeah, that, it's that not worth incredible it. Incredible match, but it's nice. It's not. I don't know. I uh, like I like a hard barricade in IWRG. They're close enough so that when a guy gets hit with it, he like flies backwards over it. So that's different. But sometimes that happens in Arena Mexico. Like yeah. like Dragon Lee would hit a crazy dive and he would send Cavernario flying backflip over the thing. Like the the rail has its. 
its moments. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. That's like the one the one cool thing Volador can break out is his big uh getting tossed ass overhead. Yeah, uh, he does a good bump he he dab yeah, good point. Yeah. I didn't I don't know if I've ever actually considered that. He actually does take a good over the over the rail bump. Um Yeah. yeah I, I I tell you what, boy, I sure do miss CMLL being good. Yeah. This I was, I could save it. It's it, tough. You could I, save it. Siobhan I knows how to book CMLO. No, um, I actually could though. That's just the thing. It's you know it's that, like not hard, man. You don't even need. You just need to be competent. And, yeah. Uh, but this, I know. This is like this match is wrestling at its purest, simple. Like I mean, uh, it's two guys. The whole thing is two guys punching each other in the face. And it's just Porky taking punches and punches and punches to the face for two falls, all building to the one moment where it's this great moment that I think we've all probably got to witness in the schoolyard. That moment where like the fat kid snaps. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That's the that's <laughs> the, the fat kid that's been bullied for so long, and finally he just snaps and wails on the most unexpecting bully <laughs> well the and whole it's, thing it's, is it's a great moment in life that a lot of us get to witness at least once this scorpion is like really fucking him up with like yuki yeah. yuki ishikawa looking ass punches like just stop beating up the old fat man and then when he does he like he like body slams him like he's like he's like shitting on him he is like taking a big <laughs> yeah. doo-doo fucking dump crap ass on his fucking face <laughs> the whole like, match porky it, is the most sympathetic guy yeah he looks helpless taking he gets those no points. offense for like huge parts of it yeah i mean meanwhile meanwhile valiente oh. looks incredible like the favorite yeah. our favorite barrel chested high-flying psycho and his triple jump moonsault fucking no look plancha and then what mystico 2 hits a springboard superstar uh, shooting star Plancha. I don't know. Like, there's, you know, it's yeah. fucking crazy, and it's just like, oh yeah, but it's like, I just really like, it's funny. It's like, hurry, fuck, we gotta get something in because yeah, those guys do that. Not, you guys so we're do not that overshadowed there. by the like the fifty year old man getting his ass beat by the psychopath bandana. Y'all go over there. Y'all do some flips. <laughs> it clears up the room though because those are we're gonna punch each other. Dives. I'm gonna punch this guy. You go do some flips. Um, and then yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, Porky does just get up on top of him, mounts him, and just shoot punches him in the face repeatedly until baby Richard, mom, a.k.a. mom, tries to yeah. fucking break it up. And then Porky continues just sitting on Scorpion's chest, fat as hell, punching him in the face until uh, baby Richard calls the match for, <laughs> uh, on the Porky fell. And it's, he responds. It's an immaculate moment. All the the sympathy and, you know, legitimate Almost like, oh, come on. Why are they letting a, why is some Porky letting this guy punch him in the face like this? You know, it really had a couple of like, okay, let's stop this kind of moments. <laughs> Maybe Richard could have stopped the match. He could have. Yeah. And to see then finally the shots that Porky gets to land, he does not waste those punches. He does get pretty tired by the end. He gasped yeah. himself out, punching Ray a scorpion in the face. By the time it finally gets broken up, he, there's not a lot behind those punches. But, you know, I <laughs> the respect first eight it. eight are really hard. The first seven or eight, six, seven, yeah. eight, nine, yeah. Yeah, Baby Richard really fucked up his flow, too. Fuck Baby Richard. Um, Baby Richard is not 
you know, he's no Torontes, but I think Baby Richard, I think we've talked about Baby Richard before, right? As one of the legendary heel refs. Yeah. I mean, he's not really I mean, a heel ref. He's just like a personality. He had runs as a heel ref. Right. Yeah. He gets in the way a lot. Um, and he's so funny. And his name is <laughs> Baby Richard. And that's Baby Richard. It's very funny. Um, and then uh, post-match, he uh, Porky gets on the mic. He says, buenas noches to Arena Mexico. And challenges Scorpion to the hair versus hair uh, different style fight, super leaf frame yeah. plus, uh, yeah. as discussed in episode 20 something of this podcast. 27. 27. 27? Is that what we landed on? That's what we landed on. Yeah. All right. Uh, so check that one out. And, I, you know, Porky died a, uh, about a month and a half ago. Uh, he was a big fat man and he had a fulfilling life and he left a bunch of kids and they're all very talented. And he left yeah. a huge swath of footage for us and others to watch. Um, He's a uh, great grab bag guy. You can look up any of Roy Lucier's stuff. And I would grab his bag years. any day. Sure. Yeah. With Reach that, in there. With, the, with the goatee and the, the burns. He cut those burns. So, listen, there's not a lot of guys that, like, have that. I don't, how old was Porky when he died? He was, uh, I got it right here. He was. Uh, 58. So he died young, died, uh, just about the same age as my mom. Oh shit. There goes my vape on the ground. Um, he, um, he, but he, he had like a, a pretty thorough career. I mean, he started really young. I mean, this, by the time we got to that match where he's Guy Fieri with the burns and the, and the handlebar mustache, he's only 35, but he looks, he already looks like he's, you know. But he's a 15-year veteran. And... Yeah. Yeah, he's been in it for a long time. He the, he was young when, when Los Brazos started. And he was doing pretty high-profile matches from a young age. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... For, it's... for a guy with who really did, you know, honestly let his body go, it's kind of a miracle that he stayed working, doing a lot of this stuff as long as he did. He did a lot of stuff that was very tough. Well, there's something to be said about, like, figuring out how to be a fat guy. Like, figuring out how to, like, max... Like, I mean, in wrestling or just in general life, if you're not a wrestler (laughs) and you're just a fat guy and you figure out, like, how to, like... I'm going to be, like, a cool fat guy. Yeah. There's those guys. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I mean, there's a ton of guys that would look way weirder not fat. And they they figured it out. And Porky, like, knew every single possible way to accentuate you know, his fatness in his profession and in his personality. And he's just a cool guy. I don't know. Like, look at him yeah, like, fucking up well, there. Like, fuck I don't know if it's like a cool guy necessarily, but he has to be because I think it's a cool guy. If you can't imagine him, uh, non fat. Right. Oh, cool. well, of course. Guy, like if he got in just really, really good shape, like even when he was in his peak, this guy is an incredible athlete years. Yeah. The, well, the, he Listen, was a rounder guy than most, but you know nobody wants to see like a in shape skinny George Went. <laughs> like that would just bum everybody out. Like, like if John Candy had not died of a massive exploding heart, and he got skinny like would, Jonah. And then Hill. he just got like in the nineties. He got like late nineties. He just got into Atkins. Yeah, that would so be a there, bummer. So we just got like two hundred and twenty pound John Candy in roles. Like no, yeah, nobody that- would want. It would be a bummer if he didn't die young. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> if he had to die of exactly being Listen, he had to die so we could have this conversation. Eric, I yeah. want to ask you a question. Can you picture yourself 
uh, at uh, like 350, 375 pounds. No. Just, just close your eyes and think about it. Just think about it for a second. All right. So I, ha- well, I, so I have to for this exercise. I, for, yeah, because this is the end of the episode. We'll do plugs after this. All right. All right. So, all right. So you're in Tijuana. It's 2001. Mm-hmm. You're 350 pounds. <laughs> that's big. I'm like a 5'10". That's yeah, big. I know. You're doing I – mean, that's you're taller than he was. Um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> imagine uh, uh, Nicho El Millionario and uh, El Hio Del Santo helping you up the ropes. You sit on top of the rope, and what begins to play but Mambo Number no. 5 by Lou Vega? I would – I have this kind of hip swivel move. Yeah. I think my hips would I, – I, I would have a big old – I don't know if I'd have a big old ass or if I would be a fat guy that had one of those tapered. The flat. Yeah, pants. it's hard to say. It's hard to say what kind of fat guy you'd be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I would. Listen. I don't know where it would all. Where I would grow it the most. Yeah. I don't know how, if I would. Some fat guys have a cool solid body, but others have a weird melted candle. Like, <laughs> but you know what like the the the, the the thing is about like the 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 cool fat guys? They know exactly which part of their fat body is the cool part of their fat body, and that's the most important thing of being a cool fat guy. Yeah, and you're up there identifying your best fat guy feature. Mambo number five is playing, and you know you know your son's gonna carry on your legacy as a. Hopefully, PsychoCon gets fat. I want PsychoCon to get if you, fat. If, if you two... <laughs> right, Siobhan? He's got to get yeah. fat. God damn. So if both of you were each... Let's all picture ourselves 300 plus. I've been, I've been, uh, I've been three, I've been just over 300, but you know, I, I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to picture myself like 375. Cause that's like, okay, so that's go like, big. Go I, big. I'm yeah. going to go big. I'm going to go yeah. big. All right. Well, yeah, let's go 350 th- to 400. For we're going to do we're going to do uh, CKY uh fat fuck. <laughs> I but, like but, cheese, but I can't digest this shit. <laughs> all right, what are we doing? All right, picture so this up. we're all 400 pounds. If you were 400 pounds, what wrestler's body would you most want? Which Blackwell. cool fat guy body? Jerry, would Jerry you? Blackwell. Jerry Blackwell. Would you want to you would want to take Blackwell? Siobhan, Jerry Blackwell, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's the same that, as Porky. Tempting. It's the same as Porky. Isn't that kind of the same body? Um, yeah. It's kind of the same body. I mean, it's obviously Blackwell, tempting to go for like an Acapono body, like, but he's also tall as hell. So I mean, that's hot, though. I bet Acapono got like a, a bunch, uh, you know, not to say, not to be Zellner, but I bet, you know, there was no piece of pussy that missed Acapono. I'm just saying. I'm Akibono just saying. I'm doing really... I'm doing Neil, Gra- Neil deGrasse Tyson hands. I'm just saying. <laughs> Aki Bono had that great, great like body. he had that great egg body. Yeah. The thing about Jerry Blackwell, he could still do a drop kick. He could jump yeah. so high, you know. It's great. But who knows how good. little his dick was? So you know, who could but say? Also, who could I, say? I, I I would be uh I would be Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh okay. Ooh. That's jelly bean body. body. He's it's so he is the perfect example of a fat guy knowing the cool fat parts to accentuate. Like yeah, and you could do a backflip. How many fat guys are like, what should I wear? A full tight bodysuit. Yeah, and you yeah. were just saying about your hair, like you just shave it and that you get a bunch of tattoos, and then you could do cartwheels. Yeah, he just did cartwheels. He had this great like refrigerator of you a body. You could be like him. You could be like, you could do cartwheels, and I think that would suit you. 
Yeah. Siobhan, you, you ever get... done a, have you ever done a cartwheel? Fuck no. Me neither. Yeah, I'm, I'm too I can't sure. do one. I can't, I can't do, do one. a cartwheel. Well, Eric, um, that brings us. <laughs> so it's come to this. <laughs> so it's come to this. Um, check out So It's Come to This. It's a podcast about movies. They do. They, you, you guys usually stick to one movie, you and Charlie. So you usually stick to one movie per episode. It's easy, uh, if you've seen the movie, to jump in and listen to an episode. Or if something strikes your fancy, I've actually listened to an episode. I've, I've watched a movie. God, I can't remember what it was, but there's at least one situation where uh, you guys did an episode and I watched a movie specifically because I was like, I want to hear that podcast. So, you know, if you like... That's whole, a genuinely exciting thing to hear. I love when people say that. That's that the whole the movie because they listen to the podcast. entire goal of our podcast as well is to make yeah. people watch wrestling. It's a great, it's a great thing to hear. You don't remember which movie it was. I can't. It was. It's, it's been a while, man. I mean, you yeah. guys have done. It's been a while. You guys, it's been a while. It's you it's guys have done. Uh, you guys are in your hundreds of episodes Green, now. Green Knight was the uh, Green Knight was one sixteen. It's insane. Uh, a weekly schedule. These weekly. motherfuckers. Yeah, we release every Wednesday. These New motherfuckers. We've been doing it for over two years now. You know, you are our first guest on this show, and back then, episode seven <laughs> of our podcast, you said, "I'm about to start a movie podcast." <laughs> Do you know that? And it you has did. Been that long. And that you was did. Probably- that was like March or April of uh, 2019, right? March, March yeah. of 2019, and you didn't want to plug it because you said you didn't. It, it wasn't a thing yet. So uh, go check out. So it's come uh, to this. They have 116 episodes. The most recent episode is about the Green Knight, a movie where a guy comes um, uh, and then gets his head chopped off. Maybe I'm. Uh, Who knows? I'm very proud of it. We've done it a lot. We appeared on TV promoting you it. Yes, we were on, on TV. We were on Creature Features. I watched. I watched that. I watched that on YouTube. That's awesome. Charlie's mom thought I was the most unfunny person she'd ever seen on TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Char- these California told- these California elites. What are you going to do? Charlie told me all the shit his mother talked about me oh, yeah. at appearance. I thought I said several funny things she did not like. Listen, man. The you know the the reason this podcast started recording a half hour late is because of your parents. Um, sounds like yeah. you know your 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 podcast uh, partner's parents are uh, uh, quite a piece of work. You know what makes me and Siobhan work? Couple of fucking orphans, Siobhan. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh. Uh, anything to plug? It, <laughs> Death to America. Yeah, Fingers up. Yeah, uh, uh, fucking Venture Brothers, right? <laughs> Boom. Um, Segunda Caída. Segunda Caída. I do a weekly movie podcast and a daily wrestling blog. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. Well, but I love it. I'll link them. I love them both. Segunda Caída is the blog, this. so it's come to this as the movie podcast. Siobhan, what if we were like 400 pounds? You think this podcast would be the same? I don't want people to get the fuck out of bed, so no. Yeah, I mean, it would. I'm not doing this shit for fucking the bed. sound quality. Lying down, would be, yeah, watch I... myself rag on a stick. Yeah, fuck that, man. I'm fucking dead. Yeah, your voices would sound different too. It would sound different. Oh, you. Yeah, you get you get fat guy voice. You'd I'm just gonna say at the end of this episode, disclaimer: um, no fat shaming. I love everybody, and um, you're all wonderful. There's no yeah. pro wrestling I love more than fat guys and Porky's one of the greatest of all time fat or not no listener of this show is ugly you're all beautiful death to america rate review and subscribe